0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. It's the Undercard. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are. Always in
1: your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy.
2: Are we live? Yeah. All right. Welcome to really the long. longest-running. I bet, running. I bet you they moved first it. in line. Always in your corner, show.
3: Whatever.
2: The undercard. I can hear you. Four years running. We're closer to five I years. I was going to say we're we're way past four. As a podcast, we're relatively new, but we've been doing the show for a long time.
0: Well, no, we're two <laughs> years. We're two years uh, non-podcast, two years podcast.
2: Yeah. The funny thing is, if you didn't get into podcasting, now everybody gets in it. Like there was a window, just like there was. dot the coms web. Yeah, you're out. You're on the outside looking in. But anyways, I'm just breaking bad news for you. We everybody. were cool before you. I'm not saying we were cool before you, David and. Bob, who, uh, Bab, Bab, we're a little ahead of their times and um, kind of brought us, brought us along like little children, and with the uh, what's that a uh, little chain that they have on them in malls? The know, leash. Yeah, we were we were <laughs> leashed up and brought along, and it's it's been all it, good except
3: I thought it was more like except, they they like made a line of it, like M and M's and we just followed
0: it, except. Marvin and I said from day one this needed to be a podcast and you were hesitant about it until we moved to Podcast Detroit. (laughs) I'm just saying we could have been four years
2: podcast but no. Uh, yeah, so Jimmy, Brad wanted it to be appointment radio only. Okay, but see, see, Jimmy isn't telling everybody that I was still like America Online at the time and still. I
0: wasn't going to go he that had a far. In a, still, still. Still, still. Still, still. Yeah,
2: still technically.
3: What? What's up, Anthony No. Mark? Hey, what's up, man? What are uh, you doing here? I, I, is there a oh, right. moon? Is I don't know. Is moon?
2: it a full moon? I don't no, know. No, it's not it's
3: a
0: full moon. moon. Oh, I knew moon. he
2: was oh. coming. Oh, did I you? Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, had to go to the bullpen. <laughs> make sure I can hear you. Give me a lefty. Uh, <laughs> he's a left-handed boxer. I I understand that. Okay. i just
0: uh, like <laughs> you're mean. trying to make a baseball reference though. Exactly. Yeah. And,
2: and I was tapping my left hand. I I understand what you were saying. For the bullpen. Yeah, I
0: understand I, what you're good. saying. Uh, I understand what you're
2: saying. But what you're not telling people really quick to finish the thought on that is that when bob and dave said hey we have this idea they said we were going to do everything technical for you brad you just had to like come over and do exactly yeah. what you were doing okay so that makes it a lot easier it's a <laughs> but, better choice but we still <laughs> I know. we
0: still from day 1 said that we should have been a podcast all right, I'm all just right. saying. No, I'm no just
2: you're,
4: saying. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're
2: absolutely right. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm wonderful.
4: Good. Are man. you? Yeah, I'm wonderful. Really? really then why really haven't have we seen, seen you in, you in forever? Because you know he's what? busy. I'm, I'm, I'm busy
0: enjoying. Uh huh. That wonderful. Uh huh. I'm hurt. I'm
3: legitimately hurt. Didn't you just see him on Saturday?
0: I saw him in the ring. He didn't bother to say stop and say he hi. I didn't see you. He was working. I was. I was on the one of the side. T- Oh. Okay. <laughs> the, the media too. You, me. you, didn't, you didn't come by us. You, oh, went, okay. you came one way and then you left the, the same way. So oh, yeah.
2: yeah. So, Anthony, uh, we were going to talk a little bit about night of knockouts anyways, but uh, you had a first in which you actually cornered John Chalbeck. Mm-hmm. Chalbeck yeah. gets the knockout uh, victory versus uh, Rick Murray.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what was that like? Different experience? It was super fun yeah yeah it was super fun because I didn't have to get hit and <laughs> um well, well, yeah I didn't but you were get still hit. there, I could, yeah I could, I could tell him what to do and yeah. like, um you're a he, bum, he, John,
0: you're a bum, yeah exactly. <laughs> no.
4: um no, uh, he listens pretty well, yeah. you know, um, he's just obviously not used to like m- me telling him certain things I was trying to tell him and mm-hmm. stuff, so um but I told him, uh, you know. So certain- I- Oh, Every good. once in a while, like I'm, I'm gonna, you know, work with him and stuff like that. He asked me to help him out. So, uh uh-huh. um, I'm gonna start doing that here a little bit, and uh, I don't know, just.
0: got that was, that was gonna be my next question: Is how did that, that come about?
4: Uh, honestly, just m- mostly because, like, uh, I mean, I know I knew him from for, for the you know last couple fights or whatever I had, and he was always he was always fighting on the same card. Mm-hmm. And, and then lately, I've been on Sundays. I've been going to my girlfriend's gym and watching her train. Uh-huh. And so, it kind of, just came from that. And like okay, he'd be there and right, right. help him out. Or okay, whatever. Gotcha. like I obviously, at an MMA gym, I'm, I'm useless, you know, so, <laughs> you know. So right. there's other boxer in there I can talk to. So.
2: Right, right. You're like, does anyone else want Starbucks? I'm going on a Starbucks run. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
4: yeah like anyone, please, anyone? <laughs> food. So food.
2: It, it was kind of cool. So do you, did uh, you have the nerves that you do as a fighter, or when you're walking out in the as a corner, or not really?
4: No, not really. Not really. I mean, I don't know. Like the the only I only uh, cornered one other pro, and I was the second in the corner, and that was Donna Stevenson on HBO for I forgot who he, for a title defense, uh-huh. and that was more nerve wracking And I, all I did was hold the hold the bucket you know <laughs> right. what I mean? and, and put the you know the stool out. So, um, but no, not really. No, no, no butterflies. Nothing like that. Like, but I did. I, you know, see, John's a super nice guy. Uh, most professional, you know, like just a guy who he he does. He never hates his opponent. Mm -hmm. He's just he's just who he is. Business, yeah, business to him. Yeah, but um, so so with that being said, like when he wasn't listening to me, Mm -hmm. I sat him down in the third round. I was like, all right, calm down, look at me, pay attention. I'm like, now go to the fucking body, and I started swearing (laughs) at him. And he looked at me like. I was like, "Sorry, <laughs> I need to. I need to calm down." Like, you know, I was just getting really emotional for a second. I was like, Ugh. So, "Listen so to like, me,
3: damn it!"
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna yeah, make you so eat lightning like and crap
3: you. thunder. Um, I don't. I see calm burns.
2: Yeah. What do you think Chill. of the the big fight though? And uh, the big fight being uh, Isaiah Jones versus Antonio Wade.
4: Uh. Well, I think <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those fights where I, I wish it didn't happen um, right now because mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Oh, it's so great for him! It's so great for him!" But it's it like, would happen in Ohio. They make you do that in Ohio, and that's fine. But at the same time, like, you don't have to do that. No, I know. You know, and like everyone's like, "Oh, you know, it's good for him." It's really. Uh, For the winner, yes, it's good. But for the winner at the same time, it's not really going to do that much for him. You know, like you still fought a guy with with four fights. And then if for the loser, it hurts uh, significantly more because you just lost to a guy with four fights. Being 4-0 doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, you're still under the 10 mark. You're not getting paid really any money. It's not on a big TV show, you Mm -hmm. know, on a big televised card. and. Yes, it was for a UBF belt or whatever, but let's be honest, it's not a real sanctioning body, and it does nothing for them.
2: I didn't even know it was for a belt tonight.
4: And you know what? BoxRec didn't either, because they don't even recognize <laughs> you know yeah. I Yeah. Mean? So, I mean, the But pro- I will say this. Antonio Wade is a very talented, very hardworking fighter, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he's going to bounce back from this. And if anything, all he's going to do is get significantly better.
0: Right. Well, and so... it, I think it also... I mean, he. And it's not like he fought a four and zero fighter and gotten his ass knocked out. They went eight rounds. You know, yeah, Isaiah outboxed him a little bit, but he went the, he went the
4: distance and he lost by decision. And it's not the worst I'm, I'm way not to lose. Say he got outboxed. He just got outworked. Okay. Um, because boxing ability, I, Antonio Wade definitely has more boxing ability. Okay. than Isaiah. Due to experience and style, right, right. But Isaiah is a gym rat. Okay, he is nonstop and he's gotcha. a machine. Gotcha. Know? Um, I went to his uh, I went to his first national Golden Gloves when he got a bronze medal and he just started. Yeah, you know he got a bronze medal in national Golden Gloves. That's unheard of. Yeah, That's, that was strictly because his he's hard a work, gym and his dedication. Yeah, you know, and he's strong. Yeah, yeah. And I told him, I said, I man, you got to stay, you got to stay with it, stay with it. Please don't turn pro yet. Just keep with it. I promise you, next year you'll win. Next year. He won, mm-hmm. and then uh, after that, he turned pro, and he's successful thus far. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I just I wish that fight didn't happen. I thought right now,
2: I thought that he kept Antonio Wade away from him, which was good, and that when Wade came in, he was uh, he was missing his accuracy wasn't there, and so Jones was just able. He was just bigger and stronger, mm-hmm. and was able to kind of move forward, and you know. Why I think it's an okay fight for Wade is that I saw him down in Toledo the next following day. Mm-hmm. A, wasn't hurt. B, wasn't being classed in the rounds. Like, I mean, he was he was losing rounds, but he wasn't losing them by a huge margin. No, no. Like, I mean, you got to give somebody a 10-point must. So, you know, Jones was winning the rounds, but he didn't get hurt, didn't get knocked out. Um, City hurt his hand. Um, yeah. But, and I will give John from KP Boxing... Uh, Something very interesting he pointed out, and then I couldn't use it for my story because it was somebody else's thoughts, but I wish I would have thought of this, is he brought up a point saying that uh, here's your son's biggest fight and then Erskine was also on the card. Mm -hmm. Why would you have added a distraction to your son – not only add a distraction to your son, uh, put him in that situation where it's his biggest fight and then you're on the card. So he's watching his dad fight. His dad's in his corner, but you make Paul's vibes. number one. Right, exactly. Yeah. The distractions. Yeah, yeah. That's. It was an interesting take.
4: Might have not have changed anything. At the same time, though, uh, like his father, like he said, he's like, no, this is my I'm, – I'm turning pro. I'm not turning pro, but I'm fighting again right. to fight Daryl Cunningham because he truly thought – they get to beat Daryl and stuff yeah. like that, and honestly, he was doing. I was going to say well. uh, until he broke the Car- hand. Yeah.
0: Carlos, Carlos asked me. At, uh, how, I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at my notes here. Uh, it went to the
2: fifth before the fifth. He didn't. answer. Yeah, he
0: didn't fifth. answer. But but Carlos asked me. I think it was like after the second or third round. It's like who's winning? I'm like Erskine's winning.
2: Yeah,
4: because he w- he had the points at that point in time. He had the points, and he was f- he was having fun doing yeah. what, you know what he does, and. Uh, you know, and people are like, "Oh, you know, it's an excuse. He broke his hand. You know, he's an old guy. Blah blah. blah. was not going to win anyway. Like he was going to win. Yeah. And, <laughs> he, he, and he if he really had gone did. the whole way and kept going, he would have won. I yeah. couldn't watch the entire fight, but mm-hmm. the parts that I did, he was definitely winning. And then I didn't know what happened, and I saw him in the back room, and his ice in his hand. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, it, you know, how is it? And he's like, he pulled it up and had this huge, just nah. like, n- yeah, it, it was disgusting. I thought he had a golf ball. And I was like, yeah. I was like. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. that's
2: why he uh, and I asked Antonio if they got X-rayed later that night, and he said yeah, and he was like ah, it's broke all the f. So oh, I'm late. sure. You know. Well,
0: and you can and I can tell too because I'm looking at the Erskine's winning, Erskine's winning. Then in the third, it was kind of more even. Then the fourth, Daryl started to come back a little bit. You could tell that Erskine wasn't wasn't something had happened.
2: Now. Uh really quickly though, as much as I liked the judge's decision, I thought they got it right with Jones. I actually had Harris losing to Chapman. Um I know it's tough oh, to beat yeah, somebody in their home. I did too. Um but I thought Harris looked uh not quite ready for yeah. prime time is the best way yeah. to put it. Uh Chapman I thought controlled most of the fight um Harris being the bigger guy couldn't keep him off him he was just literally getting pushed to the ropes and Chapman I don't you know we don't have box stats at, at local shows like that but I would say he probably outpunched Harris 2 to 1 maybe 3 to 1 uh, yeah. and then at the end Harris is just looking for the one the one right yeah. shot to try to put him away
4: I noticed that at the end he was definitely looking for the one punch type of deal and that's not the type of fighter he is so but but previously to that um I actually like people are saying, yes, yeah, punched him, which was which is true. He threw more punches, but this is not amateur boxing. It is truly, um, you know, you're, who who's throwing more effective punches? So it, uh, earlier in the fight, you know, it's it's kind it's of it was a close fight. So yeah. I, I can't really
0: I had negate, it five negate, rounds to you know. three for Chapman.
2: Yeah, I, I thought Chapman was winning, but I mean, it was close. I wouldn't say it was a robbery by any means, but. No, it's just a close um, fight. And... That's tough for Chapman because you're, you're coming into somebody's hometown. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be easy. You, you almost got to knock somebody out to have that happen. But you know what? Another good learning experience for Harris. Uh, Talked to his people. His people broke it down. I mean, he's 22 years old. Your prime yeah. in boxing is 26, 27. Yeah. I mean, the Thank kid's goodness. young. Which said, said, thank goodness. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he's fought, he's fought a lot of, I'll be honest, bums down in Kentucky and shit. So it's like, you know, he 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 fought a real tough opponent, not an aged out Tyner. And Tyner knows he's past his prime. And, and he was much bigger than Tyner. He's mm-hmm. bigger than Chapman, but Chapman was able to um, to push him. But you know what? He, he's going to be fine. There's a lot of talent there. It's just that a he's ton. really early in his career. Yeah, it,
4: uh, yeah. He's super young, extremely talented, and he works really hard. And he he's in the gym every single day, and he makes sure he's not in the streets messing around, nothing like that. He's actually sincere about this, right? And that's a very hard thing to find in let players.
0: Me, let me let me get your take on uh, the Darden uh Dwayne Williams fight. What so the the ref was constantly Darden kept going down, he kept trying to duck, and he kept putting his knee down and the ref kept calling it as a as a knockdown Which basically. It Which it is. But I know that that's kind of the thing is like well, OK. if so, you can't but here here's my take on it. And then you can you okay. can go Here's thing: If you're ducking down to try to duck your opponent and get up underneath or whatever, and you put your knee down, you can't do that because the ref is going to call you on that. So if you can't go down
4: and not touch your knee, then don't go down like that. So I was watching from a TV in the back, right? right? And it was it was clear as day. Um, like the first knockdown, it wasn't a, it wasn't a true knockdown, right? You know, um, he wasn't, wasn't hit. Mm-hmm. You know, so if his knee touched the ground, okay, sure, technically it is a knockdown. Right. Okay, but sometimes the ref can say, oh, you know, it was a slip or right, a right. that, whatever, whatever, uh, because there was no contact made, mm-hmm. like, period. And then, uh, I think it was later on, I forgot it was the like second round, I forgot when, but there were so many knockdowns, quote unquote, in the yeah. fight, and none of them were due to punches. There was one time he was just standing there and, he, and, his, and his old ass just fell over. Right.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> well, what was happening then? He was using it to avoid Dwayne Williams, like down on a knee to kind of avoid it. And I think that's when Patrick uh, referee Schmidt started counting him for him because it kind of looked like whenever I feel like I'm in trouble or I'm gonna take well, a knee.
4: And, and to me, mean, looked in
0: trouble to be honest. But it, there were there were a couple of times where it looked like, like you said, he was like he, his old ashes fell over and there was no contact, but there was contact. Immediately preceding that, and to me, it seemed like it was a delayed reaction. Like, he it wasn't a boom boom fall down, it was a boom boom tick. Then fall down, and it was a delayed
4: reaction to that. It literally looked like the fight was set up. You know what I mean? And I really Another did. old fighter. Ray Darden yeah. is. No, no, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things like, hey, Ray, do you want to come in? And make yeah. A few hundred bucks or something? Yeah. And uh, get me a win, and maybe yeah. I can get a couple fights and go get knocked out on national television again. Right. You know. <laughs> Harsh. <So>. Harsh. <laughs> shots fired. No, it wasn't shots fired. No, no it <laughs> really wasn't. It's just like. Uh, it's one of those things. It's, yeah, I know, you know, I know what you're it, trying it to say. It looked bad. It looked bad. And it it went, did. Dwayne's a nice guy. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I think he was probably upset with that fight too. Yeah. So, so I
2: mean, Ray Darnin, uh storms off. You know, and then Mo Adams, he he had some opponent problems that wasn't his fault. The state, um, well, first off, Eric Hall got injured. And air call we've had him on the show he's you know he's not a champion by no means but he's got a good a lot of heart and actually takes it serious and trains so you know he was gonna have a good opponent uh that he got injured um I forget what it was it was something serious so like broken something and then uh the state declined a couple people and then we end up with uh Carol Humphreys yeah Daryl Humphreys which I mean Humphrey. I was say. super yeah. sick the night before. Cut a lot of weight because he just found out about yeah. fighting at two. 20-something pounds. Yeah, 22 pounds. And so we didn't get to see a good fight with Mo Adams either because really, you know, um, I thought I saw him thrown up in between rounds. round mm, one Possibility. Two and so,
4: you know. It, to be honest, I, I look at that fight, no matter what or who it was. Muhammad Adam was going to knock him out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mo truly is a really big puncher for that size, that weight class. And I think that, that was the biggest he's ever weighed in was like 147, I believe, right? Yeah. And he fights at 30, whatever that weight class is, 30-something. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually was six pounds less the day after his weigh-in. So, I mean, he really, really stuffed himself to even make that weight. Mm-hmm. So, I think... Uh, I don't know. Most super talented, hardworking. He's another one of those fighters where it doesn't really matter who it was. It was going to be the same result.
2: All right. Well, let's go to our first guest um, from good old uh, Toledo, Ohio. Baby. Going to be calling Albert Bell here in a second. Oh, These here
0: papers.
2: it is. I saw Albert Bell fight.
0: How do you know more about what guests we have than I do? Listen, because I'm connected, (laughs)
2: you know,
4: and I and I know he just simply asked, you know,
2: yeah. yeah, And he knows everybody. So from the Ami circuit, they all know everybody. No, I'm just saying you knew
0: he said we're going to call our first guest. You're like A.B. and then he said Albert Bell. And I'm like,
2: okay, I didn't know about that.
0: (laughs) Nobody tells me anything.
5: Hello.
2: Hello, Albert. You're live on the air on the undercard. How are you today?
5: I'm glad y'all
2: doing good. You're joined by uh, my partner here, Jimmy, Rochelle, the producer, and then uh, Anthony Barnes, pro boxer What's too, up? is here. Oh,
5: AB. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he called you AB too, so I mean, you know, yeah, you, that's you my guys. Guy. We we always joke like that
5: when we see each other.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk first off. Uh, it was down at your fight at the Seagate Convention Center. Um, you're fighting uh, Char- uh, Charles Melinda or Mel- I- Melinda or something, and <laughs> you, you, you get a, a knockout victory, which I mean, you know, just looking at your box rack, you're, you're not a huge knockout guy, but you caught him and immediately jumped on him and he wasn't able to throw any punches. And do you realize I don't know because you're probably so focused on your fight. None of those fights went to decision. Only one of them went to a second round that night. And um they weren't cheap knockouts either. The first two fights the guys were knocked out cold, like were asleep for like a few minutes on the on the mat. But um tell tell us a little bit about that fight. Obviously you don't know too much because it was so short, but um how did you see that fight going?
5: Um I fired at one thirty. He was uh the guy was actually coming down from one forty seven, so but I knew I was gonna be feeling strong going into that fight. It just um I came and filled him out for like the first twenty seconds and I seen his hand speed, so I knocked a counter him. But when I heard him and set the uh, knockout up was a jab. I ended up like a real stiff jab, like at the end of a conversation after I mean I said conversation <laughs> combination and he like dropped his hands and I stuck a jab in it. It put him on queer street That's when I just jumped on him. Um, but, yeah, like, I really don't know too much because it happened so quick. I just stayed on him, and I knew if I just stayed on him and kept pouring it on him, that the ref was going to come step in or he was going to go down. So that's what I did. Just I stepped on the gas and got him out of there.
2: Now you're part of something special going on in Toledo, Ohio right now. You got Robert Easter there. You got Tyler McCreary. Uh, I'm going to miss a uh, few of you guys. But really, you guys – it's a youth movement, and not only is it a youth movement, you guys have national attention and stuff. What's it feel like being part of uh, Toledo um, boxing currently with the
5: state that it's in? Uh, it's a great thing. Like we all been grinding for a long time, ever since we were little kids. So um, it's, it's good that we get an exposure and the recognition that we deserve. and It's going to keep coming along because we have a lot of amateurs that's um coming up that's when all the national championships are getting ready to turn pro. So it should be carrying this way for a long time. Long as we just stay focused and stay in the gym and crying out. It should plead should stay making noise in the boxing
2: world. Now I'm I'm glad we have you on this week because this is uh you know what? Uh and I'm glad I have the other A B on here really quick because I, I think we're gonna get very different answers here. Uh so you brought in the families of people that were affected by gun violence um, that had been directly affected by gun violence and then had been affected by it that they knew somebody. And you had a a real nice moment in the ring before that. We talked about it after, and you said that you wanted to bring awareness to your city because uh, there's been a lot of violence in Toledo lately, just like around the world. And you said that you lost your best friend to gun violence. Tell us a little bit about – your stance on gun violence and, and bringing awareness to your city?
5: Uh, I just, um, a lot of it is just senseless. It ain't about nothing. And it's just, um, it's a real unfortunate thing that just go happens way too often. So I, my thing was, you know, I know it's gonna be a lot of kids. Like last time I fought the city, I brought all kids out with me. So I know a lot of kids would be in attendance. And, you know, I just be trying to give people something positive, something positive look at. It, and I just wanted to give them, um the people that the families that was affected you know um give them their recognition pay tribute to them and let them know that that we feel their pain and we're going through with them and we just want to you know what i'm saying bring up ways to change and then like the kids that's there let them know there's it's, it's something different to look forward to you can come to a gym where you ain't got to play with the guns get gloves instead
2: now, after our conversation, less than twenty-four hours later, the the biggest mass shooting in Texas history happens at a church right. uh, with guns. Um, what is your stance on guns? Because you, you're you're against gun violence, but um, in having losing a loss of best friend to to guns, what is your stance on guns? Do you do you believe that people should be able to carry them, or do you believe it should just be pistols or, and not rifles? Um, just, uh, clarify your stance on gun violence.
5: Um, it's not really the guns, so, uh, like, I sh- you sh- definitely should be allowed to defend yourself and have guns, you know, but, um, you just gotta know how to use them properly, take the proper classes, and they, should- they shouldn't be as easy as, uh, accessible as they are, but it's not the guns that kill the people, you know, it's the people behind them, so you can't really gun the guns, it's the people. So they just... Um, I don't know. Like I don't really got a problem with people having guns and you know being able to carry. I'm not against against good um, carrying concealed weapons. It's just people just got to be more responsible. And you know, I, I really, I'm really not sure on that one. It's just it's it's a touchy situation because sometimes it better be because what if you need it at the time and you got caught and you don't have the gun with you, you know what I'm saying? You can save a life or help so prevent some things. Like I guess the, like the, even the church situation whether a, uh, a neighbor or something that came and helped and shot at the guy or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's just all about people and their mindsets. It's not really the guns. It's just, it's just these days and times living in people are, man, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, and that's the unfortunate part because really, no gun laws will change anything. It'd be like the banishment of drugs It's still out there. Uh, you you could pass gun laws, but these things would be here. But you, you're typically seeing you're typically seeing um, just mentally ill people snapping at wrong moments and people in the wrong time. And I don't know if there's any solution to that except maybe right. addressing some more mental illness
5: because even if they take the guns all crazy people get away and stab you with a knife you know so it's it's just the people
2: yeah well um well your stance is probably pretty close to Anthony Barnes Anthony Barnes is a huge gun guy he, he shoots for recreation and and owns uh, owns a bunch of them but what, what was your thoughts over this uh, another uh, terrible weekend of uh, mass
4: honestly same thing uh, I mean it's all about the, the people with them, you know what I mean? Like, criminals are going to be criminals. They're going to get guns, just like, uh, you know, drug dealer's going to get drugs and sell them, you know what I mean? You can't just go to the store and, right. you know, go and just pick them up. You, you got to go ahead and go through your connections and go through there and, and go from that way. But um, with the whole guns, it's like, you know, exactly. If, if they take guns away, the criminals are still going to have them. You know, they're never going to get them off the street. What are they going to do, take them away from you? It's never going to happen. And then it's just like and honestly more guns the more guns there are in people's hands to a certain extent it's probably safer mm-hmm. you look at places like Chicago and New York City you know where guns are banned you can't have them, any of them can't nothing and those are some of the places with the most like highest level of gun violence in the country mm-hmm. so you know more yeah, deaths you
5: go sure. get them regardless
4: exactly so <laughs> yep. you know then you just got innocent people running around you know without guns, no protection. Exactly. So
2: Well, I like that you're talking out about it and um using a platform to at least for the victims of uh violence around Toledo and then how close it is to you. It was a you know, a neat moment. Who who knew the next day though that that it <laughs> was going to happen. Um, 4 years, Brad. I know, my Four phone years. went off. I'm sorry. Um but really quickly, um I wanted to talk to you about the future of your career because your name pops up when people talk about um some of the younger talent out there that's gonna be very successful. What what kind of goals do you have as a boxer? I know you said you want to fight next next month. Um how often do you wanna be fighting and then you know, what what's ultimately the weight you think you'll end up at? Because right now I, I, I could see you kind of in a couple different weight classes.
5: Yeah. Um I'm on, I want to get my first world championship at 30, at 130. And um, that way my brand could be with the way my body fell out, you know. Um, when I get down peak, and I get my peak age, I might end up at 140 or I could even at the end, you know what I'm saying? Because I got the height to fight at 30, 35, 40, and 47. I'm taller than a whole lot of 154 pounders. But um, I'm just staying at 130 right now. Or sometimes I have to go up and down depending on the opponents, but once I get like uh up in title contention, I want to be at one thirty at first, at least give me one championship at one thirty. But my goals is just to win world championships, stay undefeated and stay focused and you know, just keep grinding and making my family and my uh friends proud and my supporters and everybody behind me. I just want to do great things in my career.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Now, I'm looking at BoxRec. They have you listed as Miami, Florida, as your residence. You, you still don't go down there no more, though, do you? You just don't update your no, BoxRec.
5: Yeah, I, I've been trying to change that, but I turned, um, when I first I turned pro, I was uh, signed with Mike Tyson. His company is based in Miami, Florida.
2: Yeah, so Erickson Lubin, too, came, yeah, came from actually, that.
5: i don't know when I got them signed. <laughs> oh, you got Lubin yeah, signed? Yeah, yeah, uh, him, semi-fast kids, and some of them, they didn't even know who they were. They were just sitting in their inbox on emails. And, like, um, so I had told them, like, yeah, you need to I need to get on these guys. Uh, they're real good fighters. And they didn't know them. So they kept flowing in. They had some sparring sessions. I was there for the sparring sessions. And, and they got them signed from there. But I turned them on to a lot of them guys. They didn't even know who they were.
2: I think Iron Mike spent too much on the uh and this isn't mike tyson because there was other people involved with the promotion but i think Dude, iron mike honest. yeah i think iron mike uh productions or promotions i think they spent too much on the wall graphics and your guys's gym and stuff like that because you know it wasn't but i mean it was a cool looking gym but you could literally yeah. knock somebody through the rope and they were going to go through the plaster it's like i mean that that's how close <laughs> the ring was to the uh the wall graphics and stuff um, but yeah, uh, what did you think of, uh, Lubin's last fight? Obviously, um...
5: Um, I actually, I thought he was the better fighter, um, well, I believe... Really up until
2: the knockout 30 seconds?
5: He, yeah, it was just, it was just a shot that you can't prepare for. Yep. He, um, he can't, they can't, like, because, like, I think that was, like, Charlo's, the third punch of the fight, he threw, he probably threw a jab 10, 10 or 15 seconds prior to that before he even landed that punch, but, um... But Lubin is a special fighter. I seen him in there with all like the top prospects and all that type of thing. And he always goes to the next level when he spars him. So I'm like, oh, I I, actually, I thought he was going to beat Charlo, But it's like when he ducked, his neck was already turned. a you human know, body, your neck can only turn so far. So when, his, when he ducked away from the punch and the uppercut came, his neck was already in a position where it had nowhere else to go. So the punch, you just put it where it snapped. And it, you know what I'm saying, knocks you out. Like, it was just a shot you couldn't prepare for. But he, young uh, comes back, and he got great things to come. That kid is special, man.
2: He's super young. Yeah, but he, you know, some people are saying that that might have been too big of a step that, that quick anyways. But he can't
5: tell, though. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he was going to get, you know what I'm saying? You can't, You don't can't know, right, that. because he just yeah, got caught. Like it's not, yeah, it's not like he got outclassed or... You know, there's something he wasn't strong enough, and it's just a shot that you, like, don't, like, we didn't, like, no one knew, like, that was going to happen, so you can't really say that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Albert. Uh, Hopefully you fight in the next month or so down in Toledo, and I'll be there covering it, but we want to wish you well. Where can everybody find you on social media? Because I I, I follow you, obviously, on Facebook and and stuff, but where, where can everybody find you and follow your career?
5: Oh, uh, I'm on Facebook at Albert Prince Bill, and then, uh, you know, spaces in between, Albert Space Prince, Space Bill, and on Instagram at Albert Prince Bill, all one word, and then I'm on Twitter at Albert Bill 419. All right. So just, yeah, forgive me, I'm on there.
2: <laughs> all right, well, you take care, buddy, and I will talk to you soon, all right? Uh, you too. All right, that is Albert Bell, who just won this past weekend at the C Eight Convention Center in Toledo, Ohio.
4: For people who don't know him, his his build is actually like it's tremendous. For 130 pounds, he's like <laughs> what damn near six one. Yeah, he's, he's big. tall. Wow, super lanky. Holy shit! That's why I don't think that's the weight
2: he'll end up at.
4: I don't know, Like Because no one can he?
2: keep that weight. Because even Pacquiao he? had to move up, and he was smaller. Yeah, like you, I mean, you eventually have. He could, to. but I mean, I mean. How old is I he? Don't I, don't uh, uh, so I don't know.
4: Hold on. 24. I
0: don't know. I'd say he's probably got another good two years. He could do 130, and then he's going to have to move and he, up. And he can move pretty quick. I think he gets some
4: type of title at yeah. 130 in two years. Yeah. He, uh, he, and then move up. He's a really yeah. smart fighter. He keeps good distance, and yeah, I, I like him. He's going to go far.
2: Yep. Uh, so we will be back, in, uh we're going to take our first break oh. really quick. Uh, before we
0: take our first break... Uh, got a quick announcement. We're gonna do this a couple times during the show tonight. Um, for those of you who remember, uh, we had a co-host named Marv uh, who is on our show. Uh, he's no longer a co-host. He has his own show, but he asked us to read this. Um, he is part of the uh, Southern Wayne County Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and he knows a lady that runs uh, or that owns two men in a truck. Um, and there's another member of the com- or chamber that uh, is a Marine, and they're spearheading this. Um, so Two Minute Truck and Kroger are partnering together to collect personal care, cleaning supplies, and non-perishable food items to donate to the local veteran population on Friday, November 17th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, it is called Stuff a Truck. And uh, the first um, uh, drop-off location uh, is at, Kro- is at a Kroger in Southgate at 16705 on Fort Street. Uh, there will be more uh, sites, uh, and Marv will update those uh, a- as we go along. It is November 17th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Once again, uh, the site right now is the Kroger in Southgate. At 16705 on 4th Street. So we're going to do that a couple times during the show. Uh, Just make sure everybody gets that. And as we get uh, more information, we'll update. Uh, We're going to go to our first break, and we will
2: be right back.
1: You're listening to
2: The Undercard,
1: hand combat
2: radio. When your legs don't work like the... All right, welcome back to The Undercard. Uh, We were talking with Albert Bell a moment or two ago. And things are cooking up in Toledo. Uh, I like going down there just because y- y- you got a sense of just this this talent that's coming up in the Central Ohio region right now. The excitement that's going along with it, and you know, all of them are going to be pretty close to you know where Easter is right now with P V C and and getting his title fights and. Always good crowds, so it's fun to cover. I mean, so yeah, Toledo's
4: been, the proving grounds, man. Like you've got to be tough. <laughs> That's like, what I'm talking about. When, we, when we were kids, going down to Ohio to fight, like you know, more skillful or not, like they were tough.
2: Bernie so. and that commission don't mess around down there.
3: Yeah, he texts me and he's like, um, "This is what
2: boxing should be." Yeah, I say that all the time. I don't think I've ever had a tab. <coughs> First time.
4: He's talking tab. about a, a soda, just so everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. Tab. obviously it's tab. not a television show, so. <laughs> tab. tab Soda. Huh. I now, now, hey, Brad, if,
0: 1970 called. They want their soda back.
2: Okay, so I do got a, a brief question on this, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so Back to the Future was Pepsi. Uh, yes. Pepsi, but he asked for a tab, and mm-hmm. he goes, I can't give you a tab. It says it's a Coca-Cola product. Was it always a Coca-Cola product? Mm-hmm. And why would he ask for a tab? Because then he asked for a Pepsi free. If I give you a Pepsi, you're gonna pay you're for it. the rest of it. There it's was Pepsi. two
3: different, you know, right? Different it, but it's Pepsi through the, the whole
2: three, three movies. Like even the Pepsi comes up through the thing in the future. I'm just curious that, that maybe that, the whole it up. thing
3: is that Hold on. I'm because it, up. it they didn't have it. The first were.
2: thing he asked is for a tab. I can't I give you a tab unless it. you pay for something. All right, a Pepsi no, free. Yeah. If you want a Pepsi, you gotta pay for it. He goes, "How about something with sugar?" And he gives him coffee. I'm just saying. I'm back to future. You yeah, know? I,
4: you know, I've seen it, and <laughs> I'm... Uh, You're so young and yeah, innocent. Yeah, uh, it really is really? a
3: generational thing. Like, our kids have no desire to watch them. Uh, they no, were yeah, so watched
4: all those movies and stuff. It's just, you know, it's, it was so long ago. It's just, you know...
3: It was, like, iconic for us, because it was, like, we were, like... Oh, you were like 7. I was like
0: 10. Yeah, it was was always uh, Coca-Cola.
3: I thought I was going to marry Michael J. Fox. Mm -hmm. Tab was introduced as a diet
0: drink in 1963. Tab was created by Coca-Cola after the successful sales and marketing of Diet Right Cola, owned by the Royal Crown Company. Previously, Diet Right had been the only sugarless soda on the market. Tab was marketed to consumers who wanted to keep Tabs on their weight. Wow. Uh, and then,
4: yeah. You know what? I never knew Tab was a like a zero-calorie soda. I never knew that. You
2: know what? I probably should. Tab be has goodness. been
4: reformulated several times. It was initially
0: sweetened with Cyclamate. After the f- FDA issued a ban on cyclamate it's in 1969, in like sodium, gas, sodium right. saccharin was used. Studies in laboratory rats during the 70s linked saccharin with the development of bladder cancer. Mm, As a result, the United States Congress mandated that further studies of saccharin be performed and required that all food containing saccharin bear a label warning that sweetener had been shown to cause cancer in laboratory animals. In the absence of further evidence that saccharin caused cancer in humans, the substance was delisted in 2000 from the U.S. National Toxicology Program's report on carcinogens. This led to the repealing of the warning label requirements for products containing saccharin. In December 2010, the United States Environmental Protection Agency removed saccharin from its list of hazardous substances.
2: So I may or may not be de- drinking something that's not. So outrageous. now they just put a warning
4: label on everything. It, it says in case
2: calcium saccharin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you got saccharin. You get, you're getting cancer tonight. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Maybe I'll stop drinking that. The one. product is also available in the U.S. Virgin Islands, the Southern African Customs Union, Norway, under the name of Tab Extra, what? and Spain. It was also sold in the United Kingdom in the late seventies. What doesn't give
4: you cancer nowadays, though?
2: That,
0: like uh, nothing. So here, here, here are all the variants of tab, 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 strawberry, tab, lemon lime, tab, black cherry, tab, root beer, tab, ginger ale, tab, orange, caffeine free tab, tab, clear (laughs) tab. Oh, that's just the tab extra tab energy. Wait, what? Hold on. A Tab branded energy drink which uses a different recipe than the cola does. It was also sold in Mexico, New Zealand, and Spain, where it is called Tab Fabulous. All right, that's all the Tab.
2: (laughs) Uh, I got to hype up our next guest who will be coming on in about 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, It's Michael Reiser. Uh, He is a podcast host on this network of podcastdetroit.com called The Chaser's Lounge, and what he does for fun, he's a storm chaser, and he runs towards tornadoes, and we thought he'd be an awesome guest. Um, seems like something I'm fascinated by tornadoes since I, I've seen one. It's I, like, it's and, I, right. and I and
0: I and I say, and we'll talk about this when he comes on too. But when I was growing up, I wanted to be a storm chaser. Like that was something that I legitimately wanted to do. And You're then I learned the
2: curve too. And then,
0: and no then I learned math. that you had to know math. And it was like, nope that's that's a big uh, that's a big nope for me. I'll chase a tornado. I'll drive straight into that MFR. You want me to use math? No, I don't think so. Nope, sorry, ain't uh, gonna happen. Never wanted to do it. Oh, I did. Oh, I do. I mean, I did. I
2: mean, I, it's weird when you have a kid. Like,
4: I, I have. Change. I have no kids, and don't plan on having any anytime soon. I, I have still don't want to drive into
2: one.
0: I have no fear. Like, I'm one of those weird guys that runs towards the danger, not away from it. And I don't know why. It's just the way that I've always been.
3: I'm the girl at the bar who hides under the table when there's a fight. See,
0: okay, if I'm at a bar and there's a fight going on, I'm doing one of three things, okay? I'm either bailing my buddy out because he started it, uh, and that that has happened. Uh, I am sitting back and watching because, dude, bar fight. Or three, I'm the guy that's trying to break it up because, all right, guys, seriously, it's going a little too far and uh, people are going to
4: get hurt. You just got to sit back and watch. It's fine.
0: I, w- I would sit back and watch to a certain extent, but if it got out of hand, if it was still just between two guys, I'd probably try to break it up before it got way out of hand. It also depends on why they're fighting. Are they fighting because, you know, uh, drunk guy A bumped into drunk guy B and spilled his beer, or are they fighting because drunk guy A is hitting on drunk guy B- B's girlfriend? Either way, just let them fight. It's fine. Well, no, there's a difference because if 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 the one guy is fighting the other guy because he spilled his beer, that's a senseless fight. But if the other guy's hitting on his girlfriend and that's why they're fighting, kick his ass, Seabass. I'll help you.
4: Mm. I don't really know about that because I mean, you really got to think about this, right? Like if the guy's just hitting on her, then it is what it is. She can she can turn her back, walk away maybe, but if she's feeding into it, it's her fault too. But and, but eh, you don't, bro. I'm sorry, bro code. No, you I don't, agree,
3: but I don't want to know hit, that much about it. I just want to go But away. you don't
0: hit on another guy's girlfriend. You just don't do it. That's bro code. That's, that's, it's, you're, you're a shitty person. I don't know you, bro. You're a shitty person. doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't hit on another guy's girlfriend. That's just a shitty thing to do.
4: Well, I have a girlfriend, so I'm not worried about it. Right. And
0: how would you how would you feel if another guy came up and tried to hit on her? You
4: know
3: what? Yeah, well, know. Hold on, hold on, Have you met his girlfriend? Hold on. It's not – it's not ABC.
0: That's not a fair question. I'll say this. No, no, no. no. I'm not saying – I'm not saying her specifically, just your girlfriend.
4: Okay. Well – No, because ABC would fricking break his arm. No, no, not even that, right? Because obviously she's a little different in the fact of people give her compliments all the time. Right. It's – Actually ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> com- compliments is different than hitting on somebody. Else. No, I mean people hit on her and stuff like that, and then they're like, "Oh," and like it's one of those things. that kind of just comes to the territory because she is who she is, and, and she's a good-looking fighter. It's, it's just how it's gonna go. Um, and, she's very outgoing. And she's
3: very confident. People, right. Right. She's, she's gorgeous. I mean, yeah. 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 they're going really, to. You know,
4: yeah, yeah. So let's be honest about that. You know, like you kind of need your fans to love you. So, um, but at the same time, like. You know, if she like she's like, hey, just step off. She is the most smart ass person. Yeah. She would just rip someone a new one. Like okay. seriously, like.
0: But what if it wasn't her? What if it was just a girl that you were dating, and the guy was being obnoxious and belligerent and not leaving her alone? Um
4: I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't know. It doesn't happen often, you know? It really doesn't. <laughs> I don't get myself in those situations.
0: Oh, okay. Let's see what I'm saying.
4: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like you have a choice.
2: Sure.
4: No, you don't sure have a
0: choice right. if a guy wants to be obnoxious.
2: Sure. Uh, so I wanted <laughs> I'll go to go
0: get the bouncer. There's no bouncer. It's a dive fart. Oh what do you God. do now?
2: All right, Brad. I uh, <laughs> uh, wanted to have some locker room talk with the guys over here really quick. But uh, so, you know, there was lingerie football— then there was lingerie mm-hmm. fighting. You remember the MMA league that did it in lingerie? No. Too? I would have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Actually now, I don't remember that. Yeah, there Yeah, uh, it was done at like Harris in uh like Vegas or something like that. I, I think don't it's remember still around. That. Uh there's now a lingerie bowling league for women that uh is on TV. And not only is uh the lingerie bowling league at Harrah's Casino in Reno, um and some other certain places are doing this, but it's just like what, what do you think we'll see next with lingerie? lingerie bowling league yeah what what do you think we'll see next anything
4: anything what wouldn't you want to see
2: I don't know bowling I'm not I'll be honest huh. like, okay
4: like, I mean I guess I it, mean it, it, people are going to watch bowling anyway so maybe might get the casual fan that really doesn't care about bowling but like you know what I'm not watching anything else on TV see, right I, now. see
3: I get I get
2: football right
4: because that's
3: it's different it, I mean I mean if I'm flipping the stations and there's something that's just like well what's this you get sucked into the stupidest things.
2: It's that doesn't. Well, I, I get I get the football I mean, one. Like, why you'd, you'd be curious as to why the football one is girls tackling. Why girls. are people
4: in defeat? feet? You know, like why are people? You know what I mean? It does. It's just weird stuff. You know, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Like why? If it, it'll make. I mean, money. it's nice to look at, but they suck. Well, I know they, they're not good. They're not they good. are terrible
0: just, bowlers. No, the bowlers. <laughs> oh, she picked up the spare though. That was but pretty good.
3: I mean, clearly <laughs> it's not about the bowling skills. <laughs>
2: Can you imagine just how like,
3: they fill things out?
2: See, my uncle owned, like, this uh, bowling alley in a small little neighborhood outside of Grand Rapids. Can you imagine him just one day, like, being like, Bills are struggling, let's do Tuesday night lingerie bowling. <laughs> Charge $10 admission." a mission. Man,
4: yeah. imagine
3: calling up your yeah. mom and telling her? I mean, think about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs>
4: what about, like, going to bars, <laughs> right? Wouldn't you rather go to a bar or a restaurant with, like, not, not like, the Hooters or not like that, but, like, just in, in general, Going to a place with good-looking waitresses instead of like some ones that you're like, oh my god, she just touched my plate. Oh know? yeah. So I mean, it's the same concept. It's just you know, it's a sport, and if they're good at it, then why not? They should. They should. They are not. They're not good. It's,
2: they're it's they're terrible they're bowlers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of another sport. Would it, it? Wouldn't be hockey. Maybe basketball. But see, the girls at WNBA, I would not want to see in lingerie.
0: Um. You know what? Lingerie soccer.
2: Okay, lingerie soccer. I could see that. Uh, Lingerie lacrosse. The uh, The problem with like uh, lingerie soccer is that you you don't. You never feel close to the action when you're watching soccer in a stadium. So, like, yeah, they're in lingerie, but they're miles away. You gotta get your binoculars out and stuff. Lingerie volleyball. Well, see that's the bikini, like but ba- uh, yeah. yeah, and that's yeah, why everybody yeah, yeah. all all of a sudden when the Olympics come around, yeah. They're yeah, huge what was there huge bikini. What boxing. was
3: the girl's name? I know, who, I know who she is. I just, there was one that was really hair. good
2: looking, and then there was this old one that was wrinkled like a red. No, no, no. no. The partner. girl, with the
3: brown hair, very, very, just solid fit. I can't remember her name, but she was very, very popular. I mean, this is yeah, like yeah. in the past I know who you're talking about. Anyways, and they actually asked her like. um, you know about like the underwear going up their butts. Mm-hmm. You know when they play, and I guess uh, they they wear certain ones that actually like stick to them.
2: Oh, they probably just put the stickum like uh, Barry Sanders used to send his jersey. What about yeah. like
4: uh, what about go- all right? So like the really hot blonde lingerie chick golf. golf? No, 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 like there's this really hot blonde chick that plays
3: golf. Oh, she's I- uh, cream or cream or something is her name. I don't Paula know Creamer. Idea. Yeah.
4: Super hot though, and I watch golf.
3: Yeah, she's gorgeous.
4: I'm sorry, but even
0: she's not enough for me to watch golf. She has a last name called Creamer. I I, I <laughs> understand that, but I'm like, sorry. There's she's just
4: super hot. So it doesn't.
0: Just, you know what? I'll play with her, but I'm not gonna watch somebody play golf. I just I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Golf. Uh, golf. It's not a sport that should be watched. It's a sport that should be played.
4: No oh boy. I, I've watched it. I before. don't play golf and I don't <laughs> watch golf, but I watched it then. So
2: <laughs> I don't know. There's there's probably a, a few other sports, maybe, but it seems like they they've already oh the ooh, bowling one,
0: lingerie curling. Now see that would be cool.
3: Again, they're cold.
0: And come
2: on. Again. <laughs> Absolutely, Come on in. Uh-oh. All right. Do you got what's on tap? You uh, yeah, we'll really do quick? what's on tap. And then we'll All bring right. in our guest mic. I, don't,
0: I, I still don't. My, my computer is still. Uh, uh, it's
2: on the fritz. Well,
0: it's not on the fritz. I figured out what's wrong with it. Too much uh, lingerie
2: bowling watch. Yeah, that's exactly what it
0: was. I figured out what's wrong with it. Uh, it uh, basically decided to uh, erase my entire operating system. And I don't have a boot disk for it right now. Uh, so yeah, it's crapola right now. So instead of having uh, uh the normal sound, we have a bell here that says "ring for beer." So I'm gonna ring that. All right, and we're gonna do what's on tap. All right, <clears throat> starting November 10th at Cleveland on Showtime, we have Luis Rosa versus Unindale Evans, ten rounds for the featherweights. Excuse me, uh, in Paris we have. Hadilla Mohamedai versus Christophe Rabrace, uh, 12 rounds for Mohamedai's European super middleweight title. November 11th at Fresno, California on ESPN, we have Jose Ramirez versus Mike Reed, 10 rounds for the junior welterweights. At Uniondale in New York on HBO, we have Daniel Jacobs versus Luis Arias, 12 rounds for the middleweights. Uh, In Newcastle, England, we have Liam Smith versus Liam Williams. It's the Battle of the Liams. We have the rematch, 12 rounds for the WBO Junior Middleweight Eliminator. At Edinburgh, Scotland, we have Josh Taylor versus Miguel Vasquez, 12 rounds for the Junior Welterweights. Moving on to MMA on November 10th, we have Bellator 187. McKee versus Moore. It's in Dublin, Ireland. Um November twelfth is that right? Yeah, November No, I'm sorry, November eleventh. Uh, UFC M M A and I circled this because I thought it was UFC, but it's not UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship. It's Ultimate Fight Cana in Canas dos Carajas Municipal Gymnasium in Canas dos Carajas para Brazil. Uh, So that's UFC MMA, not the UFC that everybody knows. But we do have, on November 11th, UFC Fight Night 120, uh, Poirier versus Pettis at the Ted Constant Convention Center in Norfolk, Virginia. And that is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company.
2: All right. We got don't forget n- December 2nd. December 2nd. Uh. But it, the,
4: I only do I only do for this week to next week. Yeah, and no, I'm just throwing it out there anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, that 218 is going to be in Detroit and my lovely girlfriend will be on. Oh, yeah. So. No, no, no. We be cool
0: will be discussing always. that. We will be discussing that. <laughs> but, yeah, What's on Tap only covers from Tuesday to Tuesday.
4: Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> I
2: know. You, you, you got to dress up because uh, – they always go to like you know the boyfriend,
0: the boyfriends, and yep. stuff like that. You're going to be on TV. The mm. prelims yep. will be on UFC, so mm. yeah. So you got <laughs> <have Yeah>. to <laughs> so you gotta put
2: yeah. the like, into oh, that. Oh, so I got to go shopping, oh, <laughs> and damn. you got to look concerned. Yeah, like they always want you concern. concerned or excited,
0: look. or you just got to give the you know one of these things, or and make sure make sure when they announce you, like let Joe Rogan know that when he he talks about you, it's pro boxer Anthony Barnes.
4: Joe Rogan must absolutely love talking about her because <laughs> after she like uh, was super rude to that uh, announcer at the end of her fight in uh, Ireland, mm-hmm. um, it was a big thing on Twitter and stuff like that. People were really mad at her because she wanted to talk to Joe Rogan. And it wasn't him. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 just let,
0: tell her to let him know that when they pan over to you that you're pro boxer, Anthony Barnes.
4: <laughs> no, I'm super low-key. I'll wear, like, a like a mask or
2: something. <laughs> <laughs> we're, wear the Guy fox mask. I was so pissed because uh, after Cody fought at UFC, um, he was in here and we were just, you know, uh, chatting. And he was like, man, I'm really mad at Daniel Cormier for, like, what he said about, you know, my fight and stuff. And so, like, he, he went on this little bitch fest. And then <laughs> Daniel Cormier heard about it and he apologized. He was like, I apologize. But... It was said as heard first on some other show. I was like, Mm. God damn it, dude. I was just like, our show, our show. Yeah. I was like the undercard. He complained, and then Daniel Cormier is like, "I'm sorry, Cody." Stamen. He killed it,
4: right in his fight. Oh, oh yeah, he did. yeah. Oh
2: yeah. He did. He's been really good too, and I feel bad prospect. for our next guest because we we promised him Cody Stamen, and Cody had a uh, something to do out in Grand Rapids, our ho- co-host, and then I he promised was promised a ring girl, and a ring girl had an emergency too. But we're just we're stop gonna make promising
3: sure. Shit. I'm just gonna start promising <laughs> stuff,
2: but we'll get Cody and a ring girl on his show really quick. But we got to uh, welcome Michael Reiser here. Uh, from Chase One Storm Chasing, and not only that, the Chasers Lounge Podcast Detroit It's once a month, first Tuesday of the month.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Perfect. Six to eight, right? Six to eight. Awesome. So, um, We're everybody, just jumping
1: off right now. Actually,
2: yeah. Hey, give me a little theme music too in the background when I when I introduced him. Man, I should. Be, uh, let me do this. You, again. I get theme music. Yeah. Let, oh let me yeah. do this. Hold on. I don't get it. Yeah. We got we got to find it. But we did bring Anthony Barnes, pro boxer, <laughs> and he dates Amanda Bobby Cooper, so you're like one degree away it's, from yeah. a so, UFC so fighter.
4: You know, you got like the um, the more out of shape fighter, um, and probably not as good looking either. Everyone seems to love Cody, so. Oh, man. No, no, no.
2: Give me a little Van Halen. No, oh, This Am is, this is perfect. Like, this
4: is perfect? Yeah. This
2: is perfect. All right. <laughs> so, so now let me reintroduce him. Thank you. Uh, Michael Riser from Chase One Storm Chasing the Chasers Lounge, which is once a month on PodcastDetroit.com, the first Tuesday of every month, six to eight. So, welcome, Mike. Thank
1: you, guys, for having me.
2: All right, so that's obviously the twister theme. Yes,
1: one of the one of the themes they use in the in the movie. Oh. Yeah.
2: Pretty much everybody's idea of storm chasers probably comes from that movie. <laughs> that it yeah. does. Tell, tell yeah. us what a storm chaser actually really does.
1: I'll give you guys a real brief synopsis of what I do. I drive a really long time for a lot of the time not to see nothing. That's exactly what we do. Sunday I was just uh, drove 12 hours total just to see nothing in Illinois. <laughs> Just, you know, it, it comes the territory. You know, you think you have the perfect setup and everything looks great, and then you drive fourteen hours from home and. Then you just see clear skies or you see fog or just some rain and then you drive back 14 hours and <laughs> it's depressing but you know that's part of the part of the jet but a lot of the time some other times you know you drive um, for 12 hours and you see the most beautiful tornado you've ever you know laid your eyes on you and
3: called it beautiful
1: it's it's it can be if it's over smoke and field and not wrecking a town right we don't, we don't prefer <laughs> that we over nothing you know that's what.
4: So when do you go out? Do you just, like, go out on random? Or do like just tell you, like, hey, you should be here at this time? Yeah, well, we,
1: what we do. I mean, we don't just get in the car and go. I spend up to six days before an event forecasting models and Changes daily, um, so you got to be on top of things. And, you know, stay up with it. We don't just get in a car and drive like you see, you know, Joe and Twister do. Mm. You know, we we run models for days before we leave.
0: Now, do you have a, a degree in like meteorology? No. Or, okay. No. So how do you? Oh, so you said that you're looking at the models, yep. the forecasts. So how how do you how do you compile that without having a degree in like
1: meteorology? It's a lot of I, I spent years you learning. Too. Okay, so, uh, so before I even before I went out on my first chase, I didn't start chasing until 2012. But up until 2012, I was learning models, um, you know, learning how to read models, sorry how to forecast. I hit the <laughs> so, I mean, I spent a lot of time doing that uh-huh. uh, before I even ventured out on the road. Okay, you know, now do you go as a team or is it just you? We have a team. Yeah, okay. I have. Myself, um, my co-host from the Chasing Loans, Robert, uh, and we have a video guy, Frank. Okay. So there's three of us. So okay. I, we, we love, uh, I mean, the road is fun. I, I don't recommend chasing alone. A lot of people like doing that. I like chasing, you know, having people there. It yeah, makes yeah. the car ride great. And, you know, it's nice to bounce opinions off of other of mm-hmm. people, too.
2: Hey, now, in all your storm chasing, have you ever heard this while you were storm chasing? Give it to me.
3: <laughs> well, you Dang it. I've probably. heard the twister thing.
1: Yes. Same
0: music? <laughs> uh, no, no. All right, ready, ready. <laughs> right, here
2: we go. Bill,
3: Bill. We're, we're in the, the floor.
1: floor. <laughs> Tony, yeah, just don't yeah, make just... that sound. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, I
5: can't talk to you right now. we are run into the flanking line. I realize that. And... You can't attack yeah, this thing from the, the south. I'm going to get the old
3: steps over a minute long just so you know is,
1: oh shit wait hold on this is no, intense no
3: hold
0: on you just got both you got <laughs> <laughs> mm, the cow Yeah.
2: cow <laughs> <laughs> Have you, have you ever seen a cow or a farm animal flying through the air?
1: I have not, no. It's it's a life goal, though. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to look at my partner, my chase partners, and go, we got cows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, have you ever seen any kind of like animal or whatever come get spit
1: out of a, a twister. No, I have not. Okay. Not like squirrels or birds or anything like that. No, I've I've seen birds fly into a storm you know, right. and then they just disappear you know, right. and yeah, yeah, but no, I've never okay. I've never it's never rained birds or squirrels on me. Well, what's okay. the
3: biggest one you've seen then?
1: Um, biggest tornado I've seen probably was the Dexter EF3 tornado from 2012. Okay. Here, it was right here in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a really um, violent tornado um, for this area. This area doesn't really see tornadoes like that. Very rare. Um, so that was probably one of the most surprisingly strong tornadoes I've ever seen
2: and so in the movie Twister, not to go back to that really quickly, but they're they 're trying to figure out a way to predict yeah. uh tornadoes what What does a storm chaser really do are Are you really doing science to to help understand tornadoes or is it a thrill seeking
1: thing it 's a thrill seeking thing we 're not scientists we 're not professionals we 're not trained we're um, we 're self trained um, I think for us it's we love getting we love getting those pictures those videos. I'm also um, – like you mentioned Chase One, we have over th- – we have thousands of people who depend on us to – who message us daily asking us, you know, hey, what's the weather – you know, what's up with the severe weather threat? We have people with phobias that message us, you know, looking yeah. for updates and information as much as possible. Uh, I mean I, I connect with everybody. Um, and I've connected with everybody in my little community that I have and that's kind of what drives me to do it. There's a lot of people that depend on information and they don't trust the media or their news outlet. So it's nice.
0: So let me ask you this. You said that up to six days you start looking at models before you, like, hit out on the road. So looking at the models, like, what are you looking for to go, okay, this is where we want to go because this is where it's probably going to happen? What exactly are you looking
1: at? You're looking for just a a, a plethora of different things. Um, Instability. Which means how unstable the air is, so storms can fire up. Dew points, to looking at uh, moisture, um, you're looking at uh, cape convective available potential energy, which fire, which is the fuel to storms, and you want to see make sure that's there. Uh, just other than that, you make sure that you know it also gives a brief prediction of where they think supercells will fire um, up and. You no, know, so there's just six or seven different things you have to manage over a six day period. I, I do. I start forecasting now. Like I said, I try to as early as five to six days. Mm-hmm. Well, you
3: have to if you're going to plan a twelve hour trip.
1: Exactly. Right. You don't just get in the car the morning of and be like, "Hey, we're just going to throw our finger on this spot and drive there." <laughs> uh, it's it's too it's too costly and it's too dangerous not to be prepared. Have you ever gone
0: to Tornado Alley? Yes. Okay. And you haven't seen it like you said, the biggest one you saw was yeah, I, an F three here in Dexter, yeah, but I, I would got expect the F- that you saw something
1: bigger out there. I haven't gotten the F four F five that okay. I want. That's, finger, of <laughs> the finger of God. Finger of God. That drops I haven't. somewhere. It yeah, somewhere. we do, yeah. That drops in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. we've we've come we come across like a, a lot of a lot of weaker tornadoes, E F twos and E F ones. Um you know springfield no i'm sorry you keep saying ef has it changed from just f. f5 and f1 yeah. to ef they changed the scale about um, about 30 years ago about i'm um, i'm um, sorry about 10 years ago okay went from the f scale to the enhanced um fujita scale enhanced fujita oh, okay. scale okay yeah. so now it's ef1 ef2 before it was f5 yeah, i mean people it but the the Enhanced Fujita scale bases the tornado strength off of damage that it causes.
0: Okay. I thought that's where they did the, no, the Fujita scale. No, it, it
1: was wind
2: speed.
0: So oh. Do you...
2: See, I would okay. have thought EF would have been like just stood for like enormous fucker.
1: Like enormous <laughs> fucker
2: one, enormous fucker five. Dude, uh, there's
1: been enormous some fuckers. enormous fuckers. I mean. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Good. There was just one in Finley, Ohio
1: really quick. I know she has a question. Yeah. Portland, Indiana. And then it moved over the border, um, Ohio, and uh, into Ohio near Finley. All right, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I do remember.
3: you uh, do you follow hurricanes as well? Then
1: no, I've never chased a hurricane, and you don't chase hurricanes. No, no, you know what I am saying. But
3: like <laughs> you said, you you keep up with the weather, yes. and and such. I forecast you
1: know. and I share information with friends who are going down, but I've never went down for a hurricane before. Hurricanes to me are are extremely dangerous because mm-hmm. you know I can. Contr- I feel like I'm in a controlled environment when I'm in a car, and I know where the storm's going to be. It's not a massive <laughs> a massive hurricane. I have a little bit of a control. I have escape routes that I know I can, I can make um, you know to get out of its way. You don't get out of a hurricane's way right. I mean, <laughs> mo- what people do is you know it's not glorious, it's not glamorous. They drive down to where the forecast um, forecast area shows the eye wall making landfall. They hunker down in a hotel and they just sit there and they get ransacked by it for six hours, yeah, and they get video as much as they possibly can i I don't think it's not something I ever want to do. Um, it's I think I look at it as really reckless. Cuz once you're there it's We're just um, looking at
4: Anthony's face he's just like yeah, nope. reckless. Nope. Like, you take you, t- you ch- chase tornadoes. That sounds reckless to me. Well, I, I mean you me. Might it's as a little just bit... do it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I'm sure I'll end up
1: probably doing a hurricane one day. I just I don't have any desire. Well, right. I think <laughs> here's, like here's the difference. A
0: tornado will will hit like let's say a, a 2 mile area mm-hmm. and it'll it'll hit And it'll dissipate in a very short amount of time. Yes. Unless it's got a lot of potential behind it, all right? And it's sucking up a lot of other things. A hurricane – Goes across like an entire state. There's yeah, no getting away from that. I just, yeah,
1: there's I once you're there, one, once you're there for the eye uh, <laughs> you, and a landfall you, for an eye wall of a hurricane, you're not going anywhere. You don't leave for days afterwards, right? I mean, you're because there's flooding, damage, roads are gone. Yeah, and you know, like you know, Harvey was a perfect example. Um, I had friends who went down for Harvey. And they were trapped in a hotel that fell apart while they were in it. R- roofs were blown off. Walls were ripped off. Mm-hmm. And they're just moving building from building. And this hurricane is wrecking building by building that they're moving to and from. Oh, yeah, it's just to the me. See, the you freeway, could have called my
3: south. mom and my dad because they're in Coco. Mm-hmm. And they could have told you everything that was going on. They didn't need to send people. Yeah, I don't, I don't like <laughs> yeah. my shoes and my socks
2: wet. So I don't like Idea of I don't like dying, so yeah. Oh. Eh. Well,
1: I'm not a big sand person. Death is the I, only I like adventure. <laughs> I'm sure I'd, I'd have to deal with sand down there. I don't deal with sand. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, have you ever used "I'm um, a storm chaser" as a pickup line in a bar? <laughs> because it seems like it would work. <laughs> uh, I probably have. Yeah.
0: Awesome. <laughs> have. See, yeah. Now, have. now, here comes the question: yeah. Did it work? No.
4: Okay. <laughs> no. I, I just get met with this Jimmy's look like I might try that.
1: I, I I just get met with this look like, uh, why? Yeah. why? Why do you do that? So the danger. It's a, it's it's the dangerous throw. I mean we, I mean a lot of the time when you tell somebody that we're storm chasers, they're they 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 immediately go to Twister. Twister, being yeah. a Twister. But and I don't mind that. I know a lot of people. A lot of chasers hate that. Like, yeah. to be a social, I don't mind it, because I grew up, I mean, what made me want to chase was was Twister. I, I embrace it. I don't I mind it. I hate Rocky,
4: so. I hate guess. it. <laughs> it's insane. No, I
1: mean, yeah. you know, being typecasted like that, but I, I don't mind. I love Twister. I Like, when you guys started playing the Twister theme song, I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there's people who don't like it. Um, yeah. You know, but I'm I'm not just a storm chaser, you know, I do a lot of other things, like Podcast and work and do stuff like that. So now, what is your day job? I work for Comcast. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No. Nice. I do retail sales for Comcast. You I'm ever-
2: sorry. <laughs> You ever, <laughs> did, you, did you ever get a phone call where you're like, Man ma'am, you should take shelters. This <laughs> is something I do on the side but I'm looking at you right now and uh, it's you're in Champaign, Illinois, I, you should take cover.
1: I don't know. I deal with people on a one on one basis. <laughs> so I don't I don't I don't have to do that. That'd
2: be awesome. You'd just be like, <laughs> and you know what, this doesn't even cost you money. Go take shelter right now because you're right. looking at something that's uh, coming across the screen.
1: I mean it's what's what's weird is we have such a we have a we have a, a, a good following around this area. Um Chase One does and I've ran into to one of our followers um, in a gas station really random and I was just putting gas in my car and she walked up to me and she goes, are are you Michael and I'm like yeah <laughs> who are you <laughs> and she goes well I, I you don't know me and I'm like you're right I don't know you why are you walking closer <laughs> to me it's really weird and she's like well I am I'm, I'm one of your fans on Chase One I watch all of your live streams and you know it's weird to get pictures taken and you know, all it was it was a really weird experience
2: huh. so how far so you you're said you, the goal is to capture video captures uh pictures and stuff like that that yeah. you post and how how close Ideally, do you want to be to a tornado to get that footage? What's what's a safe zone for you and what, what isn't? You talked about escape routes, but just yeah. to give a perspective, because I, I, I've i told this story a million times. I, I've seen a tornado. I was driving 94. The state cops were getting people off the highway. This is back when my brother was uh, at Western Michigan, and they, they pulled everyone over with flares. Couldn't see the tornado. They got us all under a viaduct, which I heard is not the thing you wanted to do. Not at all. Right. But that's where the state police <laughs> took us up to the viaduct. And you're, you're grabbing on what you could. And, you know, you're like, ah, oh, that's yeah, bad. doesn't feel right. And there, then doesn't. when, um, so hail happened before it. Yep, and not only hail the the funky green sky, but you couldn't yep. see the tornado unless lightning flashed. Yeah, and then you could see it moving across. Uh, and but I told Jimmy, and I've told everybody on the show, I don't know what the distance was. People are like, "Well, how close were you, and how dangerous?" I don't know. It was far. I think right. How 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 do you judge it? And then like how where do you want to be? For so footage?
1: I guess maybe I'll use this as an, as an example. Uh, last season, I was in Springfield, Illinois. We were. It was pretty big. It was one of the first setups of the year in March, and we were really excited to go down. Um, Great tornado potential. So we get in the storm. Just uh, the storm was west of Springfield, and we're we're hauling ass down the highway to make this storm. Just goes tornado worn So we we get close enough when we catch visual of the storm, and there's some um, we call them wall clouds. Wall clouds are where the tornadoes drop out of. Um, This wall cloud. We've seen some beautiful ones, but this one just looked mean. And we pull off the interstate. We position ourselves probably a little bit too close to the wall cloud um, right in front of it. And it's now dark and we can't see anything. So I uh, I get out of my car. My, my chase partner gets out of the car. He walks over into the field because he's trying to catch a visual and trying to look where the wall cloud was. And I'm looking up thinking, does this thing already roll us? Is it on top of us? What's happening here? Uh, he starts running back towards the car. There was this giant cone tornado. That was moving towards us, missed us by 75 yards. Oh. And the only reason it missed us by 75 yards is because it took a little bit of a right turn. Um, if it wouldn't have taken that right turn, we probably would have got rolled by it. Um, that's how you die. That's how you know, yeah, that's, like, that's, that's You meet your mortality that way. Um, but I mean, ideally, I like being like a mile, mile and a half away something like that you know like i said i like to feel in control even though there's no there's no part of me or part of anybody that's in control in that environment but you like the feeling
4: dude you are bad this this is why
0: this is why we need video cameras during the pot because the looks on anthony barnes's face as you were describing this stuff it goes from yeah to hell no to oh my god to nope I mean it yeah, was
1: just a, like
4: you know we went through this really scary wall and then we got out of the car and then my friend was running because it's right next to us like oh yeah that sounds well super we had safe.
1: And, you know just uh, if you thought that I was ter- well, this, <laughs> well, this, down to a hurricane. this last season I was I I actually got terrified once never felt this before i was sitting we were in iowa and we were sitting at this long long light and it was construction everywhere and it was in this little small town this this tornado worn storm was heading right towards this town we didn't know if there was a tornado on the ground because we can't see anything we're stuck in traffic and there's four foot barriers of, of concrete on both sides of us so we can't pull away or do anything if something's coming our way and we're looking over where the storm is moving towards us, and we see the base of the storm, and we see the wall cloud, and this the wall cloud's touching the ground. And sometimes, if a storm is powerful enough, and you know that'll happen, but it's not a tornado; it's just the wall cloud. Um, we, we look and we think that's the left half of a wedge tornado, or what you guys would look at maybe and consider the finger of God. Oh shit. <laughs> and we're sitting there, uh, six cars deep into this red light with concrete on both sides of us. And I'm just looking at this thing as it moves into town. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm gonna fucking die right now because there's nowhere to no, go. Nowhere to go. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, we were, we were, me and my partner were both sure that there, there was a tornado. And we were, just, I was just sitting there. I had my camera on it and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I'm gonna film my own death right now. And luckily, it, it was just a wall cloud, and nothing touched down. But if it would have, it would have killed a lot of people. You mean you didn't
0: go out, try to find a barn, pull off your belt, <laughs> tie it off to something hold really hold each other, each other, hold each other, like hold each was, other? Hold yeah, each other like,
1: yeah. Don't, um, like, don't let go, Joe.
0: Right. Uh, so you keep saying wall cloud. What exactly is a wall cloud?
1: A <clears throat> uh, wall cloud. I'll show you a picture. So you may no. Know. I can you describe it to our. I'm gonna, our listeners. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna describe okay. it. I'm gonna describe it for you. So. Wherever a tornado a tornado drops out of the wall cloud, a wall cloud is a spinning column of air where that tornado will drop down out of. Okay, that's the and ninety percent of the time it's on the southernmost tip of the storm, or southwestern side of the storm. Okay, uh, and you know, the, that's where the, the clear slots happen, where you get a visual of it. Um, so that's that's what a wall cloud is. Okay, and so
0: so I mean, so what exactly is happening? You said it's a it's a column of air, it's a circular column of air. So what exactly is? Oh, okay. So it just looks like a, like a storm is touching the ground.
1: Yes, exactly. That's, I
0: mean, that's what it looks like. Okay. So, I mean, what exactly like from a from a weather standpoint? You know, so so the cloud. You know, clouds are basically moisture. So what exactly is happening there? Why are the clouds getting pushed down? Why is it creating circular air? It's
1: a violent updraft of air. Okay, it's a violent updraft of
0: air. Okay, of air. okay, I got gotcha. you. So, really, what you're looking at is the there's the storm that's getting pushed down by the violent updraft of air pushing up, which yeah. forces what you can visually see to go down. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm trying to understand it. No, okay. no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. I got gotcha. you. And that's where you'll typically see the tornadoes form yes, out of. Okay. that's correct. So the storm as it's coming towards you or you said the southernmost – when you say southernmost tip, do you mean uh, like compass-wise or southernmost tip as in the front of the storm is coming one way and Com-
1: – Compass-wise. Compass-wise. Compass-wise, yeah. OK. Now why is that? We don't know. OK. I would love to know why. Um, oh. I, that's There's a lot of mysteries that remain and – like I said, we're not scientists. Right. We're not trained. We don't go to school. I mean we know what we know because we took years to you know figure it out. But right. there's some stuff we don't know. I'm, I, I'm not perfect.
2: <laughs> I, I do got to ask you this. You were talking about speeding towards a storm when picking up. Have you ever been pulled over by the police? No. Speeding? Never? Never. How fast are you going when you're speeding towards a storm?
1: Oh, come on. Hundred, hundred <laughs> and
2: five. You're not speeding right now.
1: Uh the Springfield storm, let's just say we were over a hundred on the highway. To catch up to it. Yeah. Do you know why you didn't get pulled over? Because <laughs> there's
0: no cops around. There was. Around. There was and, and they're not going to pull you over. And, and, and the bad thing is, and the bad
1: yeah. thing, he was totally right. Everybody knew that storm was coming. There was a lot of advance warning for it. There was nobody in the roads. It was, oh, yeah. it was completely empty. The highway was a ghost town. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. There was, no co- <laughs> there was no cops. There was no cops. Obviously, <laughs> people are crazy enough. I mean, it was. It, yeah, but uh, that thing, it, it, that Springfield tornado, like I said, it misses by about 75 yards. Wow it went it lifted right before it moved into a new housing complex, um so if mm. it would have stayed on the ground for maybe two more minutes, it would have completely destroyed a brand new housing complex Damn. and we just sat we just got Oof. to step back and we we just sat yeah. back and watched and we we prayed it would lift because that would have been really, really hard uh, the damage would have been yeah. Hard.
0: Now, have you ever, like, you know, tornado goes through Rexiton or whatever? I mean, have you stopped and helped?
1: Dexter. I was, I was okay. a big part of the cleanup in Dexter. Okay. So I helped a lot there. Gotcha. Other tornadoes, um, you know, there's not there, – by the time we get there, uh, there's a lot of response teams. Right. People think that the response teams are so slow to help with disasters, but they really couldn't be any wrong – uh, any, any more wrong about that. Um, I've never come across a damage path that wasn't um, fully staffed and mm-hmm. people helping. So, Gotcha. Well, and we try to stay the way. Right We're not here, medically yeah. trained. Right. Uh, so we, we try to stay out of the way. If if we will stop and we'll ask if there's anything we can do, and if they say we got it under control, we move on. Right. Cool.
2: Now, like Jimmy was saying, have you ever stopped and uh, you know helped out? But at the same time, you're you're rooting to see something that could cause devastation. Does that ever go through your moral in your head? That like I mean, you, you yeah, want I, to I feel see like something a terrible.
1: I, I feel like a terrible person all the time. Well, no, I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I do. It's legitimate. I Because there's sometimes when, uh, when I go like two chases without seeing anything and I'm on a, my third chase and I'm like, God, I would love to see something get wrecked today. And then I stop myself and I'm like, God, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> hey, if no. they have insurance,
4: it's fine. <laughs> We're all
2: that way. Like if you've been stuck in traffic and you're like, this better be a bad accident. And as you're going past the accident, you go, it better accident. be worthy of being a bad accident for I, backing me funny. up five I miles.
1: I, I, was, I, I, I caught a tornado down in Jasper, Indiana. And on my way to the tornado, I was stopped by a bad accident and I drove by it and I was like, God, this woman better be dead. <laughs> I was like – and then I drive by and then she didn't have a face and, oh. I, and I saw it. It was, oh. haunts me to this day because oh, I drove no. by it. And I, uh, we were just, it. we were just down. Yeah. We just drove past that scene on Sunday in that area. Cause we, there's like a restaurant down there. We, we frequent when we chase mm-hmm. and it's right by this restaurant. We drove by it and I was like, oh, that's where the lady with the, with the, that was missing a face died. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, you haven't so, I mean, given her a name yet. I didn't, but I didn't, I didn't want to look because if I have, if I place a name to the not uh, face, it's probably going to haunt me forever. Uh, so uh, that, that. Uh,
2: that could be, uh, how many tornadoes do you think you've seen? Uh, around, uh, with your eyes. Around eight. Eight? Eight, yeah. Eight, and then eight, so you said you've been doing it so for five years, eight? Yeah. Is that is that typical for a storm chaser? I um,
1: mean some some chasers see a lot more tornadoes, but a lot of chasers also do nothing but chase. I work, so I plan around I plan my trips around my vacation time and I, you know, I, I'm i not out on every single setup. And you live in Michigan, so. And I live in Michigan, too. So, so anywhere I area. drive, anywhere I drive, I have a 14-hour drive to get to Oklahoma or an 18-hour drive yeah. to get to, 14-hour to Kansas, 16 or 14 or 16, 18 to Oklahoma, 20 to Texas. I mean, so it's, anything I do is more extreme because I'm here. Why right?
2: do tornadoes hate trailer parks so much?
1: I don't think they hate them. I think that's just like a, Flatland. a myth.
2: It seems like they it's, hit them.
1: It's
0: flat. It's flat land.
1: Just yeah. Every that's no. That's it's it's, it's part of the reason why a lot of trailer parks are just completely flat, and there's nothing, Mm -hmm. um, you know. um, But I've seen tornadoes move over mountains before.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's not. It can't happen, but but tornadoes typically like flat land because the more elevation you have, the more energy it needs to continue to go. So flatlands tend, to, and that's why Tornado Alley. If you look at besides the weather patterns, no, there's flat. a lot of
2: flat land. Do you is your dream to live to like in, in Tornado Alley, like Oklahoma and those places? I get it all the time.
1: I would no? like to, Uh I'm not really, just, I don't really have a desire. To move, but I would like to (laughs) one (laughs) day. Well, see, I don't really (laughs) want to move. (laughs) move. You
2: get the Tornitos, but then you get Oklahoma too. It's like, I bet, yeah,
1: Oklahoma's
0: not a bad place. Uh, I went to basic training there. Oklahoma is a terrible place. They got (laughs) Indian casinos. Lots of Indian casinos. A lot
2: of Indian Indian casinos. But, uh, you know, no, there's not much to do there. No. Nah, no, So, like, tell us when tornado season is. Obviously, it varies for, uh, for us. It's our, our springtime, it seems, yes. and then fall. Tell us what a tornado season is. The, uh,
1: the main show, the main season would be considered probably from April to the end of May. Um, then you have in different parts of the country, like from June to July, um, the upper Midwest, like Nebraska, South Dakota, Wyoming, that's uh, a tornado hotspot. Just because of the pattern shift in temperature, um, April through May is normally the tornado alley season. Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas. Um, during the winter is where you see more tornadoes in the South, um, Alabama, Georgia. Um, then you don't really then in the north in the Northeast. It's not really a tornado hotspot, and then you have Colorado, which kind of fits in with the April through May season. Um, as of late and then out west it's very rare
2: so what is your plan you know obviously it was dark that time so it was 75 yards away from you but what is your take shelter plan is it to run for a ditch or what? what is uh, code red for you guys if Ooh. it's
1: coming your way uh, get out of our. I, I think we we most of the time want to be able to at least have a driving option. Um, if we don't have a driving option, it's to get out of the car because you don't want to be in the car. I mean, that's that's the last place you want to be, and just throw yourself on the ground, cover up, and try to find some the lowest lying area you possibly can.
2: So that's like the the worst case scenario. Do that.
1: Grab your grab your legs and pray.
4: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So why don't you want to
1: be in the car?
4: Why would you be like? Oh, you know, mean, because make it out of the this car thing. can turn
1: into a projectile that you get rolled and thrown um, oh, half a mile in, and it can mangle you Last. and crush and what, you. What
4: about like your body? The, like isn't that going to be just like? Phew.
1: Yeah, it I could. I, I just I would not rather be surrounded by a whole bunch of metal and piercing uh, objects and glass and glass. Oh, mm. see, I didn't
0: even think of that because yeah. the
1: gla- the glass will start
0: like with the wind, it'll start tearing your shit up if the If the car gets thrown, it could crush you yeah. I mean you got a better like he was saying you got a better chance out in the middle of a field at the low
2: lying ditch where things are going to blow right by you so let 's move on to your podcast, the Chasers lounge. What yes. do you guys talk about uh, we I talk mean obviously about, we, tornadoes. We
1: share we share our stories we, we don 't go deep into the tornado mythology we don't um, we don 't talk about why they have we, t- we share our chase stories. Um, you know, we don't get scientific uh, scientific on the show. We try just to share our stories of what we've seen, what we've done. We share our chase trips, um, and then we talk about – we have different chasers on too because I love to be able to give other chasers uh, a podium to be able to talk about what they do and what they've seen. Uh, not many people do that, so I would like to have them on. And that way the message gets spread, their work gets seen. And then we talk about other things. You know, we talk about football um, Michigan football. I, I was just talking about UFC 217 um just briefly on the show which I loved. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and I mean we we just, we're random. We do like we've done charity fundraisers. We did one um back in August of 16 um for the Julie Strong Foundation where we did a live fundraiser at the bowling Alley raised money for them. You know, we we're working on other things with our sponsor um to do more, but yeah, you know, we try to I try to keep it fresh. I try not to just do weather related shows because I mean honestly, who's gonna tune in and listen to that for two hours? You know, we try to mix in popular culture. Chuck Gadeka. Chuck Gedeka. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't think Chuck Gatica listens to my show. <laughs> At least I hope he doesn't. I know I know Paul Gross. I actually when I was in high school I was such a weather fanatic, I actually I was editor of the school newspaper for Lincoln Park High School. And I had uh, Paul Gross come to the school
4: and do an interview with me there.
2: Okay.
1: So
4: I, I've known Paul since I was a junior in high school. Speaking is, of high school, we learned about like tornadoes and stuff, right? And yeah. it was so boring to us because we were out of like a textbook, and it was just like whatever, like just next subject. You guys should go into schools and just tell kids about like your experiences. It would have made it so much cooler for us. Seriously, a lot like, of a lot of chasers yeah, are, in, in the in the
1: plains, like storm chasers in Oklahoma. Are looked at as like gods. Sometimes there are some people who are um, a lot of, like a lot of the newscasters are. There are, are reckless, but they're looked at as gods. Um, there's the culture, the cultural difference between Michigan and Oklahoma um, when it comes to how they look at storm chasers and storms is so different. You wouldn't you wouldn't think that uh, you wouldn't think that a tornado was that big of a deal, uh, but it is. And they respect storm chasers there. Yeah. That's why you should definitely go to
4: school. So, to see if you can do <laughs> it seriously. It would make it way better.
1: Uh, I'm, way I'm better. 31. I'm not taking any full time. I'm 30 right now. I'm going to be 31 in a month. But, you know, doing full time school with work and a kid, it's hard.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I can imagine. Uh, you, you said that like the peak season. So, you always take your vacation around the peak season. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> see,
1: that's cool. So, I mean, that's, I, I, I think it's a cool hobby. You know what? It it has its perks. It costs a, It takes a lot of your money, though. I was I was going to say that. <laughs> do you do you
2: stay at hotels in the road or sleep yeah, in the car? Hotels. And then do you pack lunches, or like, I mean, w- w- where we, do you try to save costs?
1: You- we, I mean, we eat really cheap when we're on the road. I mean. Fast food a lot. I mean, I've stopped. I I stopped eating at gas station foods because, you know, if you've ever – I don't recommend anybody eat at a gas station called Come and Go in Iowa. They're very popular there. (laughs) (laughs) I I ordered a pizza from a Come and Go in Iowa and it was the last time I ever ate any gas station food ever.
4: Gas station sushi.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I would much rather – gas station sushi – is really good sometimes, especially when it comes back up.
1: Hey, if some guy is sitting outside of a gas station, out of the back of his trunk, selling sushi, I'm buying it from there instead before of the, the gas station. The gas station. <laughs> yeah. Before the gas station, probably more legit, especially exactly, especially if he's Japanese. Exactly, Just yeah. saying. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna think twice. I'm gonna hand him my money. Yep. Before I eat at a gas station <laughs> ever again.
2: So I mean, the. If somebody was interested in joining Chase One and stuff, tell, tell us info <laughs> about uh, where they can go and where they can start following the stories and more about your podcast, where they can find it.
1: Well, you can find our podcast. We post the link um, an, awful, uh, an awful lot on facebook.com/slash chase one. Um, we're on SoundCloud and iTunes, just like every other show here is on the podcast Detroit right Network. Um, we're very happy to be a part of the family. Um, you know, almost two years now, so we're we're very lucky. Um, but as far as being able to join Chase One, we don't take new acceptance. Ooh.
4: We now, don't. sorry. Denied. <laughs> would you guys, or do you guys ever go on like Facebook Live during your chase or anything like that? I, I am a Facebook
1: Live whore. Yeah. <laughs> I am the definition of a Facebook Live whore. Okay, I'm always on Facebook Live when it comes when we're chasing. I, well, I just I, want to see you when you're chasing. Not oh yeah, me. we do from and, a but, safe distance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, yeah, from front of his house. Yeah, no, um, we we do Facebook Live all the time. So I mean, like we'll do we'll Facebook Live during the chase a lot. I mean, like I said, we we have like uh, a really good uh, community of people that not only like us because of weather, because I interact with a lot of people and I get a lot of messages, you know, saying hey, you know, we don't even. Want watch local news we trust you and a lot of these people message me personally and you know I take that kind of serious because it's a, it's a trust thing but like on our we have a tradition like whenever we're coming home on a long drive we do like a little live stream party where all of our followers jump on and we just have a good time we don't talk about weather we talk about anything I mean so we did this Sunday and we you know for two hours we were on a live stream and we played uh, fuck Mary kill and people were interacting and <laughs> so we were really random about what we do. Wait, Facebook Live has this is, new feed. <laughs> who wants to fuck Mary Kill? It was, oh, it was, it was, um, we were taking suggestions. We were letting our followers okay. give us people. And I think I answered one where it was, uh, Barack Obama, Justin Bieber, and Rosie O'Donnell. Mm. And, uh, mm. the, the combinations were, were horrible. No, yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I know, horrible, horrible. Horrible. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, But Facebook Live also has this new feature where you can invite people to be live on camera with you. Mm -hmm. So we were doing that; we were having our uh, people on. So you know, it's I'm I'm a Facebook Live whore. Okay.
2: Now I don't even know if you know the answers to these, but I just want Uh, guesses. Okay. Okay. Do you think you have more odds of being killed by a tornado or being killed by a shark? A tornado. Tornado. Yeah. How about struck by lightning or killed by a tornado? Uh, Tornado tornado sales. so the odds are pretty so Barnes should like take shelter like <laughs> yeah, those are high yeah. odds yeah, yeah yeah, I'm not
4: going anywhere near that yeah huh. why not not a chance
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think so you think it's higher than a shark attack then. yeah definitely hmm I wouldn't have thought it was that high do you have the stats uh, no, no my, I don't that's just my, oh, I mean I don't right, even opinion. know how that's, you know I'm just
4: curious that's just my opinion well, I, oh, I mean. listen like not a lot of people get struck by lightning right uh, yeah so exactly. lightning is the most scary part of he the tornadoes it's terrifying I, I was I got out of the car
1: in Geneseo, Illinois um, this this year and a lightning bolt struck probably probably a mile away but it felt like it was right on top of me and I, I <laughs> cried a little bit and I jumped
4: back in the car and I was like I'm not coming back out <laughs> he's definitely gonna die from a tornado before for lightning they, he's not running around like you know in a field with yeah. a big metal post like oh, I'm gonna get this I mean the, if you struck have six, if you have something metal in your hand times, and you yeah. run it
1: in a field some more. I'm, I'm gonna give the odds to the lightning
4: uh, strike. But, I mean, I mean you, you say that, but you're you're chasing tornadoes, so I can only really take some. <laughs> hold on, hold
2: on. You're a UFC fan, though. Also, while um, he's huge. looking for the ads, uh, you liked UFC 217. I did. Yeah. I uh, is it, it because of the three champions, or was there somebody you were uh, new new champs, or is it something that you saw that you liked?
1: I I, I was surprised that all three belts changed hands. Um, I I fully expected. Um, GSP to beat Bisping, um, even though GSP, I mean, he looked built muscle. Mm-hmm. Was, his muscle mass was crazy.
2: So you expected him to, even, oh, yeah. even though did. time off and oh, going yeah. up a weight class.
1: Oh yeah, I, I think I think I thought Bisping, and I, nothing against Michael Bisping. I always thought he was an overrated champion. He had no business beating uh, Dan Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that wasn't uh, that wa- that wasn't a win for him, and I don't think he was a. Uh, I don't think he stood a chance against GSP. Um, but the the fight that surprised me the most was Joanna and Rose.
4: Mm-hmm. You mean 11. Uh, <laughs> 11.
2: Yeah. You made that meme. Didn't <laughs> yeah, I, I made that meme. I just but started watching Stranger Things. I know what you're talking I'm gonna about. Yeah. I'm going to start watching I'm going to start watching
1: it. I've seen
3: it. You got to send it it's to me. It's
1: really good. <laughs> I'm I'm going to start watching Stranger Things.
3: Oh, it's amazing. Oh
0: my <laughs> god. It is so good. Are are you a fan of like of like all things '80s. I love are you, it. Yeah. Are yeah. you a fan of sci-fi? Yes. Are you a fan of horror? Yes. Then you will absolutely freaking love
4: Stranger and Things. I'm excited to get. I'm into not even and a sci-fi it. fan, but it's it's good. Like I'm, it's I'm good. excited.
1: <laughs> but but Rose and Joanna really kind of that surprised me. Yeah, I didn't see that outcome happening. Not not from a mile. I I wouldn't have bet on that.
2: Well, what do you what do you think about Thug Rose at the end saying about uh, going to be a better ambassador, or love, and kind of not. You know these MMA stars. You know that—that's the thing. You were talking Michael Bisping. Yeah, I. uh, Who's the crazy guy? That uh, oh Mayhem. Uh, You remember uh, back when they were uh, coaches for uh, Tough uh, and and stuff. That's the Michael Bisping I liked. Uh, He came across as trying to be too much Conor McGregor. Do you agree? Up into the GSP, even with the glasses wearing and kind of.
1: Hey, you know what? As different. a show, as a showman, I give Michael Bisney all the credit in the world because people don't. I, I think the I think they underappreciate the aspect of of trying to put on a show. Like a lot of people don't like Connor. Um, because they think Connor's a cocky bastard, but I mean, he sells pay-per-views, and no matter what you want to look at, at the end of the day, Connor's entertaining as hell. I'm a huge Connor McGregor fan, right? And but with Michael Bisping, he this at first, I think it got a little too much. I think the presser, um, I think the the, the the 217 presser, he just it was too much, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's kind of where I came off. Uh, that's where I was like, eh, come on. You know, yeah, there's 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 talking shit, and then there's you know over dramatizing things, and
2: and then you had GSP and he always plays the nice guy.
1: Oh yeah, you know, and over it would have been nice to see GSP you know stick up for himself just a little bit. I thought the what the, I think the most defining part of this whole week was the bully question that GSP got. Yeah, you know, and I think that kind of spoke volumes about how Bisbing just came off like an overbearing asshole at that point.
2: If you only get one rematch, would it be uh, TJ versus uh, Cody, or no. would you want you? I mean, it, it would be uh, Ioana. it
1: versus Thug rose i think that was a fluke uh huh i don't i don't believe thug i don't think rose can do that twice oh, i think wow. i think uh, i think they fight. did she tap to strikes yes she she, did. said she didn't she well, did. yeah, she no did. she tapped to no, strikes I know. no it was it was video it evidence was crystal, would say it was you're right crystal wrong. clear you yeah. tapped the strikes i think those two fight 10 times i think that uh, 9 times out of 10 um Ioana, uh, takes that fight uh-huh. but I, I was I was watching this with my friend, and I said, you know, this just feels too much like how home and and Rousey to me.
2: Right. So it that, was a big feel. Can she come back from it then? Why not? I, because I, <laughs> I mean, there is something about being invincible. Like she she was kind of on was. the same path as, as Rhonda in the fact that I'm invincible and I'm, I'm just a bully. But when when Rhonda was defeated, especially the way she was defeated, she never mentally recovered. Maybe. No.
1: I mean, when you Ioana look and when doesn't. you look at and when you look at a woman at a presser and you look at her and say the boogie woman's coming for you, to me, that just it's, it, it, you know, that's confidence. But at the same time, what are you doing to yourself? You're setting up for a big failure. And I I looked at uh, when when Ioana was making her interest, I looked at my friend and I was like, I hope she doesn't get rousy because that, that's just not going to be good for her. And then she got roused and I just said, I, "I the first thing out of my mouth," and I felt really bad saying it. But it was, I hope she doesn't kill herself like Ronda wanted to. Oh, I mean, because I mean, you know what Ronda went through after losing to Holly
4: like yeah. that. Man. But also, Ronda was on a different level. When oh it comes no, to I, stardom. And I think,
1: and all yeah, that, definitely. So. But wanna I think Yoanna was on that level of stardom as far as a respect angle. I mean, not media wise, but when you, yeah. you I mean, respect wise, I don't think there was anybody. You who know didn't what? I it. don't think
4: she think it is as bad as, as Ronda. When I comes hope. To because, I love because media wise, that's why, you know what I mean? Because people who don't give a shit about fighting at all, any type of fighting, they're the ones making comments. And well, stuff Rhonda's, like that
1: well. Rhonda's fall from grace was, I think we'll go down you know, 20 years from now, they'll look at Rhonda's fall from grace and that'll be a huge 30 uh, huge, for 30. Yeah, huge, that. huge 30 for 30.
2: Yeah, uh, but Barnes brings up a good point. Like at that time, Ronda's carrying the whole whole division and whole women in fighting. No, no, she, was she was carrying, carrying
1: the she, company. Yeah, on her.
4: right. I exactly. She was one because at that point,
1: Connor know. Connor hadn't really Connor was what a month away from fighting Aldo. Yeah, and you know even though Connor was on that verge. Connor hadn't taken over as the face uh-huh. of the UFC, I, it was still Ronda. I was,
2: no, I he got, had to earn his spot. You remember exactly. the the, the yeah. UFC game that was coming out? They yep. had a silhouetted guy. Who's going to be that next <laughs> guy? And it was the winner of the Connor and uh, aldo fight, aldo fight yep. that was going next to already Ronda, yep. who, is, who is on there. And unfortunately, they can't take Just back printing. Take Just after that, her.
4: it was like um, I was reading, there was like one-third of UFC's income was McGregor. The other third was uh, Rousey. And then the last was everyone else yeah so it's like
1: I mean to me when Connor when I think uh, when it comes to Connor People are are too hard, too quick to criticize. You know, he wants to be a co-promoter, and a lot of people don't like that, or they don't understand why. But he's a businessman, yeah, and he put himself in this position to be a businessman and to have these this, this kind of bargaining he power. He wants to be a
0: businessman. Did you find the stats? Okay, so this is, we're going to play a little quick game here. All right, I have four things that can kill you. Okay, all right, and you're going to decide. Out of these four things, what is the most likely thing to kill you, and then the least likely thing to kill you? I mean, okay. The four things are uh, shark, a tornado, lightning, and a comet. L- shark Mo- killed by a shark,
1: most likely, right? Okay,
0: so hold on. What is the most likely to be killed by, and the least likely to kill- be killed by? All right. Oh. So you have a shark, you have tornado, you have lightning, and you have a comet. All right. So, what is the most likely thing that's going to kill you? Shark. Okay. You say shark. Comet. Comet. Shark. Okay. <laughs>
2: uh I. I'm going to stick with
0: tornado. Tornado. Okay. Uh, second, like most likely thing.
2: Uh, so wait, what did I do? Shark first. Shark first. Yeah. Uh, lightning. Lightning. Okay. Yeah, I'll say lightning.
0: Lightning. Okay. Lightning. Okay. Uh, then the third. Uh, tornado. Tornado. Okay. Shark?
2: Shark. Okay. And then the last would I'd be... I'd say comets, but the dinosaurs would probably disagree with me.
1: <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> whatever the last one. Was. Okay, whatever. The dinosaurs work. are like, I never right.
0: saw no tornado. Uh,
1: do you have Jurassic Park music waiting? Yeah.
0: Now? <laughs> All right. So the the thing that is most likely to kill you is a shark. I- one, one in 3,748. Okay? Those are the odds. Okay. Second thing most likely to kill you is a comet. Yeah. One in twenty <laughs> thousand. A third thing is a tornado. The last thing is at six. One in sixty thousand, and a lightning strike at one in ten million wow. is the le- least likely thing to kill you. See, and you're just running towards danger. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're no, like- you know what? It would be even worse if it was a sharknado.
1: Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> I appreciate the, I appreciate the Sharknado movies. I just like, when somebody comes up to me. I had one person come up. I was in a gas station, yeah. and I think it was Illinois. That's where they really
3: always get you, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <The gas station. laughs> yeah. Always get no, that's, that's yeah. exactly
1: true. <laughs> and this person came up to me, and he goes, "You think there's going to be a Sharknado today?" <laughs> and I looked at him, and I said, "Yep." I said you better go hide, and he goes. You really think there's going to be a shark NATO here in Illinois? And I went, Yeah, and it's coming right <laughs> for this town. And then I got in my car and I looked at this guy as I was driving off, and he was like, Oh my god, I don't know what's going to happen because
2: all um, those sharks are the sharks of the Great Lakes. I've I exactly. never,
0: I have never been experience a shark NATO, however. Uh, I did experience a it uh, rained uh, not cats and dogs but fishes and frogs because oh, yeah. there was a tornado that hit a lo- uh, nearby lake and it scooped up all the amphibians the fish and the frogs and then just blew them over by where we were So totally,
1: that's totally common No,
0: it's, it's very common very and that common. was like the weird <laughs> I, I had an aunt who was very religious and she swore that the rapture was happening She's like, oh, my God, it's raining. It's the biblical times. It's raining frogs. <laughs> we repent, repent. I'm like, uh, there was a tornado over by the lake about a mile away. I'm pretty sure that's what this is from. <laughs> but, yeah.
2: Is there any crazy people that uh, you talk to that think the government control the weather?
1: Oh, you get—that's the
2: new kick right now. Chem,
1: you get um, the chemtrails theories.
2: Oh yeah, the stuff I got—I got, got
0: an uncle yeah. that's in the chemtrails and.
1: Yeah, you get. I, you know, I get those, but I—I—I I, I literally in the flat Earth people. You oh know. God,
4: <laughs> I—you I, oh, I, I, want to hear something interesting? Oh I, now yeah, I have one of those spoke in my family about flat Earth. Okay. <laughs> So, Amanda Bobby Cooper and myself and a couple of my friends, we all joined the Flat Earth Dating site on Facebook. Just for, just fun? for fun? Yeah, yeah. Just so we Hold can post on. things on there. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, a Flat Earth a Dating thing. site oh, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And on Facebook. A, a part of it. So um, <laughs> I'm the founder. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, we we all wrote posts and like, weird things, and oh, people yeah. were loving it. And Oh, God, yeah. But they thought we were serious. So yeah, and, um, yeah. I'm actually still a part of it. Uh, wow. <laughs> I get notified all the time. You guys have
3: way too much time on your hands. Yeah. I'm
4: gonna, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna go We're find that least. group as soon as I leave
1: here. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. on Facebook, the Flat Earth dating community. Yeah, it's, it's, all right, I'm gonna yeah, find I'm, that. I don't know.
2: You know what's cool about dating someone though that believes in flat Earth? They believe anything. So when you came home from like Vegas and had like women's underwear in your like luggage, you'd right. be like, they're it's actually nice. mine. You know yeah. I've God. been wearing we'll them lately, and then she'd probably believe it. Right. You know, because yeah. she believes it. Tell them it's a gift for you. Exactly. It looks like it's worn before. It's a gift for
1: you. Worry about the stains, exactly. uh, so yeah. I got a question. So, my um, I, and, and the next episode of the Chasers Lounge is uh, Tuesday, December 5th, episode 2.3. What do I, and my birthday is December 6th, okay? Oh, wow. Um, what do I have to do to have like a, a you know, undercard girls here? i um, holding up signs and stuff. What do I got to do for that? Like, happy birthday, me, and all that good stuff. Oh, We'll be here
0: anyway. Um, we'll, 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 we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen.
4: Okay. Yeah, Do you want half. me in, like, a bikini with the sun? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's... I mean, if you... <laughs> just, just you. Just, just you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mankini. I got yeah. it. Mankini.
2: Mankini. Well, that we could make happen. We had something planned for... uh Rochelle's birthday today, and I honestly called it in, and I confirmed with the guy. And, was and it a stripper? No, but it was really good. So was, I got to do it next week. We went the uh, hat trick on stuff today where uh, Cody Cody had to go do something in Grand Rapids, and then uh, Ring Girl had a, actually a pet emergency. And then uh, this, the third guy is like... Uh, I can't, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, next week though, because uh, her birthday. So we're just doing her birthday episode next week with the guy. But we'll be there for you, okay, December fifth. Just yeah. remind us. I will. No, 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 just no, remind no. us. No,
1: <laughs> remind us. Are you guys? Uh, are you guys all going? I know you'll be at 218. Are you guys going to yeah, 218? We'll be there. Yeah. Where'd you get tickets at?
4: Uh, well, we'll get them through the company. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: you get them through the company? Uh You get a yeah. uh, yeah. uh, the ticket they master, will, but... and I
4: think, like at the time at least. That, that was um, pre-sale codes s- and stuff. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do I get in on that action?
4: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you I probably won't even be Su- able to go. Yeah, you're <laughs> just a, them.
2: You got so to suffer cool. for yeah. like six years of covering. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, do you
1: guys get you? So you go cover it? Do you do press pass? No, I won't. Does. I
2: won't do any of that this time around. No. Okay. No, I'm just. Uh, I'll be like welcoming in the media from around the world and showing them the whole. Oh, that's the awesome. Whole week. Yeah. Like. That's- I would love to do that. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I'd be in full body paint. <laughs>
1: That's
2: good.
4: ABC down. ABC. ABC. Mm-hmm. Super professional. Uh,
2: you know, it, it's uh, it's like a unknown rule that the media from in town and always entertains the out of town media and then
3: entertain
2: entertain right. exactly Strip but clubs, also yeah.
1: cigar bar hey if it helps <laughs> I, I can, I I, I I can we can they, you take them down river i mean i'm sure there's a couple places down river you can show them oh, they what? just we want to try to keep closed, them away so. from down river they
2: all want to see the same stuff they always they all want to see the fist that joe lewis yeah. uh and um towards the river they yeah. want to see that sometimes people want to see the Kronk, but now it burned down like the original Kronk mm-hmm. and get yeah. pictures but now it's I wouldn't take anybody there because it's not even a good photo Mm-mm. but so you know it's it's kind of the same stuff but m- more importantly is that um, and I'm starting to realize it now is that like I, I've become like a senior member of the media and like people are just kind of especially in Detroit are looking toward you for answers especially with boxing and MMA and uh, I just fell into it age wise I just keep getting older that's all that happened.
1: Are you going to Jennifer Hammond's fundraiser on Friday? No, no I don't even know about that, actually. I don't know oh. what you're talking about. Oh, it's for uh, bo- youth boxing. I got an invite to go. Oh, no. Is it is there, try boxing? Uh, the Detroit boxing? Detroit yeah. boxing youth. And yeah. It's oh, like their yeah, her yeah. all-star celebrity charity event no. thing. I, would, I, I don't know about it. I don't know I'm about, about it either, either, yeah. So. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. You, maybe you should be above all people should know. Yeah. All uh, the
2: stars will not be there, Obviously, yeah. I met Rachel Ray was oh, is it the a
3: few da- years? Ago? Are you talking about like downtown boxing?
1: It's in Ferndale. Yeah, it's Ferndale. Oh, is it right. Ferndale? It's in Ferndale. Oh, that's
2: I not, the same, not the same place. Not the same place. you have know to know. send me a link yeah. to it. No, oh, no I was I not will, invited. Do they have oh. a boxing gym anywhere near? I feel there? honored
1: that I was. Oh. and You weren't struck No,
2: no, go mingle, mingle. That's a good question. All right, we got to wrap up our show. We want to thank Michael Reiser for being our guest. Yeah, thank you. Once again, where to
1: check it out? We are on SoundCloud and then also Search of the Chasers Lounge. And then facebook.com slash chase1 Thank you guys so much for having me I
2: appreciate oh, yeah. it Alright and Rochelle uh, Her gift's coming next week But happy birthday Rochelle Your yeah. birthday yeah. episode's yeah. next week
4: Rochelle I'm going to make you lasagna Like you did for <laughs> me <laughs> 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 It's going to be stompers out of
2: uh, the microwave no. is, is it cooked no. yet? Cut the plastic <laughs> And then uh, let it breathe it's for it. It's a
3: budget thing in time
4: Yeah, yeah. You
3: should have seen how late I was up Making it up Oh but
4: night. Cody got some Whatever no big deal it's cool. I mean, if you were here, no, you would have got some. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe that's why I stopped coming. <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: I didn't even get any. You got. But come I back. wasn't here. I want to yeah. thank Anthony Barnes yeah. for stopping. And you got to come back much more often. And then, yep. And then, uh, we're done. Jamie
5: Pache. What? Just giving your heart. Oh, all right. right. Let's talk. <laughs> Take care.